Greetings, Stowaways. This episode comes with a content warning for abusive and neglectful parents. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I'm joined, as ever, by... Robbie, Return of the Phantoms, Bellicott. <laughs> Sam, right. A New Revenge Awakens, Burns. <laughs> huh. And... Uh, Ellie, the clone strikes back, Bellicom. No, huh? Sparrow, <laughs> fuck. I got my yes, things wrong. Yes, we're married now. God, it's married all blended well, together. Me. Me and, that's, to, that's this week's news. Me and Robbie got married. <laughs> yes, Jenny will be quite surprised. Yes, as will you, as I imagine, are, because yeah. we both managed to do it from our separate houses without our partners realising that we'd done it. It's proxy marriages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very exciting. You were married in absentia, which is not somewhere in mm-hmm. Austria. Yeah, we're <laughs> expecting the baby very soon. Because <laughs> um, that is what happens as soon as you are married. Yeah, that's yes. how it works. Mm. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton where they genuinely think that's how it works for a bit. <laughs> so oh. That's where my brain's at. They're like, how does a woman come to be with Chad? I thought you had to be married. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one tells them anything. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's episode 136. Well, it's just hmm. kind of sounds like a nice number. Robbie and Sam actually it's a triangle why. number. Mm, we yeah. found Sam found it was a triangle number. Ooh. Yes, it is also causing max hit points. <laughs> ah, speaking of maximum hit points, there's no good segue for this, but I can't think of anything to follow that up with. So I'm going to take think of a desperate... how much the future could damage us. Taking a oh desperate God. refuge in the future, <laughs> in temporal asynchronicity, by demanding future us what messages from the present. It's me, Max Hitpoints, with messages from the present. That's right, I'm a real and persistent character, and not something that was invented just for this one messages from the present. Unless I was. Oh, God. Do I exist? Will I exist? When this is done? Well, what is going to happen to me? This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon, who helped keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. This week, the patrons are voting on a creature. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs. Link in the description. This... this isn't a real American accent. Where the hell am I from? What's going on? Where is this? Why can't I see the walls? We're an affiliate of Zavi, fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember, you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. Are you real? Is any of this real? Once again, we are involved with the online group Heist Game Agent Venture, the most fun you can have on a Zoom call while keeping your shirt on. Pull off a heist, infiltrate a base, and save the world with only a laptop, an internet connection, and your socially distant friends. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Wait, does that mean that's it for me?
To tell my par tell my mother I love her. Wait, I don't have a mother. I didn't exist before this. Back to you, past. Ah! Beware of the blob. It I can't remember the lyrics in the same way that Sam clearly can. Beware We watched the blob a couple of days ago. Surprisingly good movie. It was actually really good. Steve McQueen's first role. Really? Don't get me wrong. first? Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was made in the 50s. Yes, it is. There is that one reference to, I heard there were some unprotected women on the balcony. It's like, oh my God. What? Oh, wow. Stop. Oh, God. But otherwise, it's a great movie. Yeah. Only one person died of stupid, I think. Yeah, yeah. The and nurse who the just like guy. threw herself at it and died. Yeah, the, and I guess learned f for the purposes of science that hurling yourself at the at the uh, ooze uh, is not an effective strategy. I mean, nominally she <laughs> fell over after the doctor told her to stay still, which is really bad advice if you're in an enclosed space with the blob. It has away. ten foot movement <laughs> per round. But she yeah. just like, ah, like, like just sort, sort of did a terrible pratfall that just looked like she just sort of screamed and thrown herself yeah. at it. The, the appropriate tactic is not be in an enclosed space with it. <laughs> yeah, that's usually a good tactic. Mm. <laughs> and of course don't um don't pilot your boat directly everywhere it's lying in wait yep <laughs> that too spoilers for episode 134 <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, so, don't not... send the blob messages <laughs> bad idea <laughs> oh so on that cheerful note uh it's time to begin blob 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 Rubble up and Time to begin footlocks and fireballs. That's how they talk in the blob. Yeah. Everything's yeah. like this. I was going to do it in blobby, uh, in Mr. Blobby style. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Rubble up flintlocks and, and fireballs. fireballs. <laughs> Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken, storm, or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs. The party are, have just celebrated Corzin's 60th birthday. Uh, they, well, the previous day they did. Uh, then, in the middle of the night, following a six, uh, they went and retrieved a shipment of arms, ferrying them through the unexpectedly dangerous Nightmare Woods uh, outside of Newmark and also bringing to the city the, uh, the, I suppose, the bell founder, as it turns out, Lady Grace, who has asked them to accompany her on behalf of the bell founders in the city and the city council to the town of Beer Barrel, about 80 miles to the north, where there is located the Five Points Manufacturing Company. 
which has been a shadow on the horizon up until this point. Before going, the party did some date scouting. <laughs> Decided to find out, uh, tried out a variety of foods in a variety of cafes, <laughs> and ensured that little Corzin was safely back with the Gramanis. It is sundown, I believe. It's about six o'clock on the 16th pardon me, of Falling Leaves, 1797. Eight. 1798. Sorry. <clears throat> 1797 was a year ago. Hmm. You... Are there any final, final preparations you wish to do before you meet up with Lady Grace and prepare to make your way out of town? Which is going to... And I'd also like to know what your plan is for making your way out of town, given that the uh, both of the banks of the river are presently held by... Or Syrian forces. Um, oh no! There, Yay! You. It is entirely uh, like I will accept. Just ride like the Dickens, but if, uh, but I want to know what your what your plan is. Ooh. Mm. We should have a plan. We should yeah. have a plan. We don't have a plan. I've got quite um, a lot of spells left. Illusions yeah. can happen if we need them. Like how long is it going to take us to get there if we're riding? On by Phantom Horse or by Kerberos, uh, eight hours of riding. A voice in my head um, assures me it's about eight hours of riding. Also, you have literally ridden that distance on Kerberos before, so you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, we've literally ridden. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a factor in uh, in the plannings. Uh, is there like? A column of troops to get past, or are we talking a checkpoint? Uh, neither. Uh, much, uh, uh, provided you do not uh, pr- uh, go, th- you know, you don't you don't swing by the fort or the currently abandoned camp filled with ants, uh, which actually is a valid option because the camp full of ants is not patrolled at all right now, uh, <laughs> although it is currently fenced off. And you can see spots where, they, where it has been, uh, where they've created a sort of firebreak of burning things around it. Um, you, uh, it's essentially much like your midnight mission the other night. Uh, patrols uh, with cavalry uh, squads keeping an eye out for intruders and then calling for reinforcements. Okay. All right. So if we can move uh, quietly. We may be yeah. able to um, uh, slip past these. Are we going to lose a huge amount of time if we maybe don't get the horses until slightly further out and do a bit of stealthing? Well, uh, we'll pile on the back of Kerberos. And if Kerberos is at- not stealthy. Kerberos is the least stealthy. <laughs> yes. However, if we're going at night, he's harder to spot. Is he? Mm. He's massive. He is a large black dog, um, but he is also still a massive dog. So, like, you do have an advantage by virtue of it being night. Mm. In fact, it's time to roll the weather. (laughs) (laughs) This may also prove uh, decisive. Okay. Uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, It is a muggy night. Uh, It's really warmed up from the previous night. And with a fairly steady wind, uh, 
It's not raining, but there is quite a bit of cloud over car, uh, uh, in the sky, so you don't have the bright light that you did from the previous night's full moon. It is once again full moon. Uh, well, the second night of full moon, in fact. So you will. So yes, it is dark enough, thanks to the cloud cover, that you do have advantage on stealth checks, provided you do not move at your full pace. Well, Corzin can move at his full pace, actually, because of Ranger. Yeah. I mean, as far as I understand it, the loss of a, an hour or two isn't going to make an enormous difference to this mission, is it? Probably yeah. not in the grand scheme of things. Your choice will essentially come down to it's eight hours of journey on Kerberos. Mm-hmm. If you take... If you basically take an hour, an additional hour, potentially... Actually, sorry... Two additional hours if you're moving at half speed mm-hmm. on foot to get beyond all of the checkpoints first, then you will either need to you'll eventually you'll essentially hit your riding limit, and you're going to need to either make some constitution checks to avoid getting exhaustion from force marching yourself, mm-hmm. or you're going to need to basically stop for a rest about twenty miles or so outside of Beer Barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you reckon? Hmm. I, I think it's uh, worth being cautious on this one. If we can um, uh, move quietly out of here, then, well, they're not going to be on the uh, the garden. Plus, we're notable, so if they know that we've left, that's a problem. Um, yeah, that's the time to do things. It is also, it's worth noting that we don't have that many days and we can't really afford to spend the time doing an extra rest if we get exhausted. Mm. But if they know we've left, that Mm. makes our side an easier target. It does. Maybe it's worth the time. Yeah, so it's going to take three or four days and the battle is in six, so... We also think, don't want to blow a lot of stuff getting out of here because we've no idea what we're going to face when we get there. Or on the way. It might be entirely di- or on the way. It might be entirely diplomatic and fine, or it could be that we get into a bit of a mess there. Yeah, it's hard to know. Maybe you're both right. Maybe we should do the extra hour. And I have a feeling like stealth is going to be less of an issue coming back this way. Hmm. Yeah, getting back in shouldn't be such a... Yeah. Well, it depends what we're bringing with us, I guess. You know, there's always coffee if we're desperate. Yes, that's yeah. true. All right. So, let's um, let's take this one cautiously. Mm. Okay. Just to get out of town. Yeah. You head to the battery where you find... Lady Grace and Vivienne Sancti are already waiting for you, both garbed in their travel gear. Mm. Uh, Sancti, uh, Viv has a backpack on, which looks like it's carrying some supplies. Uh, Lady Grace has a shoulder bag rather than a heavy pack. Neither of them uh, have a horse uh, uh, stabled and ready to go with them, but... Given the given that uh, Vivienne is a capable mage, you suspect that she is probably capable of conjuring one if need be. 
And indeed, this is pretty much the, the upshot of, of their initial meeting. Welcome. Ready? Yes. Yep. Yep. Have you given thought to your preferred method of travel? Well, I Quietly think we're going to go quiet, yeah, just to get out of town. Mm-hmm. I think it's best to go and slow. And then once we're out, we'll get the horses, or maybe we'll just use the dog. Dog? Yeah. Uh, we've got a big old riding dog. A magic one. Big. Very big. Right. And of course, you can conjure, fan- uh, akin to the phantom yeah. steeds, you, to, so to speak, that you conjured last night. Yeah. 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 A little bit like this. Oh. Gonna have a word with uh, Alton just to put it about that if anyone asks, we've um, we've been uh, retained here in the battery. Of course. And while you, we're away, you head to Alton and, and convey this. Right out. We'll uh, just in case anyone about. asks. You understand? All right, it's fine. Taps his nose. Uh, uh, you actually find Alton in the council cha- uh, chambers talking to a dark-haired mead-mearish woman that you haven't seen before, but who seems to recognise you. You notice a ring on her finger. And she nods to you, Corzil. Don't worry. We'll be keeping things busy here. Right you are. Thank you. With any luck... Sorry. <clears throat> With any luck, the... Uh, uh, the Sunset Girls should be able to cause... Uh, be causing enough background disruption that they still think you're up to your usual tricks. Good. Well, all to the uh, better. But, um, you know, you become even more of a target if they know we're not here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you realise. Best of luck with your with your mission. We'll be as quick as we can. Gives you a quick salute. I return it. You return to the rest of the party. Yep. Very well. I suggest we head up towards the southern end of Hickory Island, take a rowboat across to the northern bank, and make our way stealthily from there, then. Yep, I'm all for that. Sounds good. All right. Which you do, you do. Uh, the As the sun sets and the hubbub of the city continues for some time, because it is a city, you make your way out beyond it and into the farmsteads on the southern end of Hickory Island. Once again, you find a group of militia stationed at the impromptu uh, jetty. There's no sign of the uh, towboat from the uh, of the uh, narrowboat from the previous night. It appears that the Liza Lee has uh, made her way back up river, but there is still a company of soldiers there. Uh, no Chelsea this time. She's on a, uh, clearly not on shift tonight, uh, and row you and they row you over and onto the bank. I would like a stealth check from everyone with advantage, please. Wearing my boring Yes, cloak, advantage to see me. Ooh, not that it's needed. That is a natural 20. 22. Dirty or 20. a 27. Nice. Okay. I also don't make noise. <laughs> you also do not make noise. I'm just going to roll for... Vivian and Lady Grace, both of whom are uh, make a commendable job of keeping low and keeping quiet. The five of you, 
quickly make your way across the fields, um, staying off country, staying off the country lanes. Although, which, although quicker roads are being patrolled by the bands of cavalry scouts, there is there are a couple of tense moments where one of the squ- squads comes right by you, as the five of you shelter in the lee of a hedgerow. The horses pass, and you carry on. It takes you two hours to make four miles and get beyond the range of the cavalry uh, searches. At which point, once you are securely out uh, beyond that range, uh, Lady Grace holds up a hand, looks to Vivienne. Do you think we're far enough out? I believe so. I am going to need ten minutes to conjure horses. No problem. I'll make one, two. Yes, this is a question. Are you conjuring horses or are you using Kerberos for this, for your side of things? Because once Kerberos is summoned, he stays up. Mm. You don't need to worry about re-summoning every... um, Oh yeah, I was just thinking of doing it for the fun of it, really. I'd opt for (laughs) Kerberos just because he doesn't tire either, does he? No. No, no. He, He functions like a phantom steed in that he does not tire, will not stop, but has one hit point and pops like a soap bubble. Mm. Right. I will make um, a cat that looks a bit like Stormy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, did I bring Stormy? Speaking of which, uh, Stormy doesn't need to make stealth checks. She's a cat. I totally ruined mm. Stormy. Fuck it. <laughs> For the sake of this, I'm going to yeah. say she like I'm just folding her things in. She actually blend. You wouldn't have expected the purple, uh, the purple coloration to do so well, but it blends actually surprisingly well in in the night. Mm. Mm. Um, she seems uh, as you as you finish your. <laughs> I was there thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't bring the pet. It'd be really annoying for like negotiations and stuff. And I was like, literally, we have a monkey and a seagull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey's hiding in your pack. Doesn't need to make stealth checks. Marjorie's just flying overhead. And Stormy hide in my pack if she needs to. Uh, she's too big. She's a. I mean, you fit Causen in your pack, so technically, yes, she can. <laughs> I love uh, that that's on there. By and large, I think she will prefer <laughs> walk, to walk yeah. or sit on my shoulder or, or, or whatever. Sit, curl around your, your shoulders uh, or sit. Uh, and eventually, when the two. Uh, when the two giant cats are produced, she pads up sort of sniffs at one and seems a little weirded out by it. I'm sorry. Oh, did you not that? I thought you Giant like cats it. don't respond at all. It's okay, it's a pretend one. Not that you have any concept of what that means as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Roll an animal handling check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, four. <laughs> Stormy likes just starts going. Oh no! I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to say at this point she just reflexively lashes with a couple of little bolts of lightning from her star marks. Oh, that was I'm resistant. Oh no, no, not to you. Oh, to the cat. She pops one of the two cats. She hits one of the two cats and just pops like a soap bottle. Oh, me. Uh, they got round to doing one already. Oh, dear. 
At this point, uh, Viv finishes hers, and two horses come appear. Ordinary-looking, just uh, mares. And you see Lady Grace pinch the bridge of her nose for a moment. Viv, I'll ride with you for the next hour. She gestures to the other horse. <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> Get over here. Quick, There's plenty of space on, uh, and uh, of course, we'll pat the back of uh, Kerberos. Uh, are you summoning Kerberos as well? I think the plan oh, was yes. one horse and a Kerberos, but just because Scamp wanted to join in with the magic. That's the impression yeah. that I got. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, so I think we have no horse and oh, okay, you have ca- now. No cat. Uh, one, two, two horses, uh, but which I guess uh, since. Uh, as, as you finish this, uh, cause a new tap Kerberos's uh, um, uh, collar and <laughs> billowing out, forming into existence. <laughs> is this gigantic fucking dog? I'm holding the cat. Like a beefed up cross between a Rottweiler and a pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> a good boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm well, Corson's going to climb up. <laughs> you all clamber onto the back of the giant dog. Mm-hmm. Viv and Lady Grace saddle up their horses, and with a breath, you all begin bounding at speed over the hills and lanes. Begate! <laughs> It is a tense night. Uh, Kerberos does not quite have enough uh, space for all uh, for all of you to fit on. So once an hour, uh, Lady Grace and Vivienne have to pause for ten minutes while she resummons the Phantom Steeds. I would imagine we're grateful of the stretch, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, given that uh, Kerberos does not come with a tackle, uh, you'll need (laughs) to get some. You would need to get a saddle and tackle made, Mm. uh, because (laughs) this was not quite his intended purpose. So uh, I also summon horses each time because I'm feeling weirdly defensive of someone else doing magic. Okay, (laughs) yeah, you summon horses, so so you. I can do it too. See, indeed, well done. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a magic person. They can clearly see. I was never in doubt. I might take a horse if there's one going. The cat's getting weird. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't think cats and dogs. Nah, that's all right. I've just been holding on to her. She's she's got over Hair it. On. But... <laughs> Hair was stood on end for a while. And she's 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 not terribly comfortable. She seems sated by winning her dominance contest with the fake cat, <laughs> <laughs> and is less worried by the fake horse when she gets onto one. Um. It is a long night of, of hard riding with little opportunities, for, uh, with only scant opportunities for rest. And it is hard riding. Although the horses and Kerberos do not tire because they're not flesh and blood, you do. Mm. After six hours of this, you reach a point where you kind of dismount um as Vivienne kind of holds a halt in time for the horses to collapse into just planes of light. <sighs> the pair of... The, uh, the the elf and the half-elf both do some just gentle stretches for a moment. Grace looks up. 
We've been going for about eight hours now. Shall we make... Should we set up camp? Or do we want to press on? How long have we got left? About another two hours by horseback. We're around 20 miles from Beer Barrel at this point, according to the maps. Is what there a place to go to the ground once we... we get there? Ideally. How would we get there? We would get there around four in the morning. Okay, well, there's not going to be anyone wanting to talk to us at four in the morning. Very Most true. likely not. If we were to take some rest now, get a full night in, and then head out in the morning, we would arrive around noon. That might be better. That seems reasonable, actually. We're more likely to be um, uh, seen, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, seen in a in a good way, not in a being caught kind of a way. As far as I understand, the mission here is diplomacy, isn't it? If we can. Indeed. So Daytime, turning up then. at four in the morning is not particularly diplomatic. No, and being discovered skulking around, scoping the place out at four in the morning doesn't look great either. Nah. Agreed. Let's set up camp. Commodore and <coughs> Celestia, if yes. I could ask your assistance in gathering a little firewood. Hmm, of course. No problem. Um, Vivian, you... Would you and Scamp like to set up the dome, please? Sure. You take a little bit of time to gather to get uh, to scour the area. Um, most, by the way, you're kind of travelling not strictly along the coastline, but close enough to keep the sea in sight. Much of the ground around here is farmland or has been turned over to pasture in one way or another. Even the even though there are sparse areas in the middle of your trek, these lands are fairly settled. So the trees that are available are not thick forest, but there are small copses here and there. Nevertheless, there are opportunities to gather some wood. Scamp, uh, Vivian uh, 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 turns to you. Would you like to uh, set up the dome and I will uh, work on arranging a bonfire and other accommodations? I can do, or we could do two domes. Would that give us double protection or would that just cancel each other out? Uh, would not cancel each other out, but uh, there is a maximum space. I suppose we could. Uh, it would make for more comfortable uh, sit- uh, 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 lying arrangements. Well, I mean, like on top of each other, in case one of us had to rush out for whatever reason. Ah, I like the way you think. Very well. I will do the inner dome, and you do the outer dome. Sure. Let's stack them. And you do. You uh, There's an interesting point where you're working with your chalks. Vivienne takes out a series of small uh, met- metallic spikes, like tent pegs, uh, from her pack, places them into ground, the ground at intervals, caught t- twisting sections of them, and eventually two domes <laughs> filter into existence around you. Fun! Uh, indeed. Although, in retrospect, perhaps we should have set up one and uh, left. Well, I suppose now either one of us can go out in the event of an emergency. Yeah, and there'll be at least one dome left. That is good thinking. So, 
And if someone dispels it, they'll be really confused because it'll still be there. <laughs> I like the way you think. Now, she begins setting up some, just some stones from the side of the road into a, into a simple kind of campfire ring. The other uh, should be coming back any moment with some uh, wood. While they are returning, I have to ask, um, how long? Huh? The magic for you, how long? Oh, I don't know. Talons is my strong point. Well, I'm a prodigy? Of course. Um, but uh, is this a thing you have had all your life, or did it come in at a certain age? Well, I don't think I... Ha I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, why? I'm purely curious. I have uh, never actually uh, met someone like yourself. That's fair. Um... I don't know. I guess because tieflings have a bit of magic anyway, so it's kind of hard to know. Ah, yes. Like uh, the uh, small spells that uh, uh, Drower taught from a young age. That sort of thing. Yeah. Why, why are you asking? It is conversation and I am curious. I'm sorry, I'm super suspicious of everything. That is fair. It sounds as if you have uh, led an interesting life. Nope, totally normal. Nothing unusual. She smiles, not unkindly, reaches into her pack. Uh, would you care for some uh, travel rations? I'm alright. I've got my own somewhere. If Geoffrey hasn't sat on them again. Geoffrey, did you sit on them again? <laughs> Jeffrey holds up a broken series of flatbreads and... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jeffrey. It's all right. We'll eat these ones. Are you sure? I He'll to... never learn to not eat them if he gets nice things when he ruins them. <laughs> it's a learning experience, Jeffrey. <laughs> As you say. Forgive me. I suppose it is... Um... It is a uh, intrusive question. I am used to uh, spending most of my time around uh, Lady Grace. She's very forthright. Yeah, that's fair. What about you? When did you learn magic -y stuff? Oh, um, well, I uh, went to a university uh, at. Uh, I would have started around uh, 28. Uh, but I uh, did a certain amount of uh, pre-education prior to that point. <sighs> I stayed in that university for uh, the first three years of my course, and then uh, after the transfer, I completed uh, my work elsewhere. That's fair. I've been to a few universities. It doesn't look all that much fun. It can be uh, intense work, to be sure. There is a lot of uh, self-directed learning. And uh, truth be told, it is uh, difficult for, um, for someone of elven heritage. Uh, not, uh, of course, uh, do not allow me to be insensitive. I realize, uh, apart from a recent occurrence I have read about uh, in the newspapers of a uh, 
tiefling in the army in Seoul. Uh, it is not easy for tieflings to gain access to a yeah, but uh, is it not easy for elves? What's the problem with elves? It is not that it is not easy. Uh, many elves, uh, high elves, come from wealthy backgrounds and such. But um, a lot of people uh, remember uh, a lot of people remember the empire. You know, uh, the there is a reason that uh, there are no elves, uh, elf uh, prime ministers or monarchs or anything. We we tend to be uh, we do not we tend to be uh, refused the top rank of promotions. Huh. She. Do you know much about drow? Uh, I have only uh, met a handful in my time. Uh, I have not been to, to the uh, Underdark, but from what I understand, it is a um, rubbish, wouldn't bother, barbaric sort of place. It's not nice. No, I, I uh, grew up uh, in between uh, Tyre and Border myself. Huh. I don't. Have I ever been? I don't think I've been. You have not. Oh, it is a beautiful place, Tyre. Yes, there are mirrored rooftops in uh, several of the districts, and when the sun hits just those. right. Hmm. No. Uh, is this person being honest or lying to me? I'm being roll overly suspicious. Insight check, please. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's really good. Um, twenty-two. Your gut reading is that she is obviously interested you in the source about the sorcerer thing, uh, but genuinely attempts to, it, it appears to be trying to make small talk almost as a sort of cover or apology. She seems to she like you get the sense that she realizes she's crossed a line and is trying uh. to trying to make up for it. <laughs> I just had too many people try to kidnap or poison me. <laughs> You don't offer us food anymore. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not if we don't, we've just met. Unless you're a restaurant and we're looking for a date. <laughs> Speaking of which, she does actually start uh, breaking off some of her trail rations and eating them uh, as she talks. Uh, no, it is... Uh, it is a... Uh, it is a different obstacle and not as great, but... Still uh, there, though. Still... It, Indeed, in, shouldn't be. in academia, it is uh, mostly orcs and humans at the high levels. A handful of halflings, but uh, it is orcs and humans who have it uh, all, all their own way. Huh. It is uh, one of the reasons I accepted the uh, military scholarship. More well, possible fair. opportunities for advancement. I was... Uh, I suppose the I old... don't think I'll bother with academia. It doesn't sound much fun. It depends what things you are, uh, what you are interested in, and my own opportunities for advancement in life were uh, limited. Oh. How come? If that's that's a really personal question. It is, but I um... do not mind. Um, I uh, am a, a bastard. Uh, I do not. Uh, I did not know my father. Uh, presumably, he was an elf. 
she gestures I to I find it's best ears. not just just to not think about about fathers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a... Uh... There's too many possible... It's, it's not a good thought. No, it, it is... Uh, sometimes it is best not to dwell on these things, but... Uh, it was... Uh, I was not uh, fortunate to... I, I was... Uh, as it were, I uh, have the uh, heritage, but uh, not the money. Uh. And, uh, well, I had inherited, did not uh, inherit everything from my father, obviously, uh, most from my mother, including her temper, which is uh, one of the reasons why I had to transfer universities, but uh, I don't want to get into that. Well, that's fair. We are, uh, <sighs> Tyrian, uh, we Tyrians can be quite hot-blooded when it comes to insults, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's, I mean, if someone's mean to you, it's... Yeah, you have got to, uh, show them, uh, show them to respect you, you know? Otherwise, uh, they pick on you all the time. Yeah. Probably. Uh, let us just say that uh, if uh, if you ever do find yourself in a university, uh, an, uh, the, uh, an orc can give you a fat lip and there will be nothing. And uh, if you do the same... Uh, well, that's not fair. No, but... Uh, <sighs> What is it uh, Mama used to say? Uh, you are... We are dealt a, we, we are dealt a hand. Uh, many guards bad, some cards good. It is up to you to bluff. <laughs> I like that. That's fun. But also, sometimes if you've got bad cards, the best thing just to do is cheat. <laughs> Change your cards. Ah, that is uh, something I can agree with. Ah, speaking of which, uh, it looks like they are returning with uh, the firewood. That is good. The pair of you return to see a... Uh, what colour do you make the outer dome, uh, Scamp? Camouflage-y. Okay. <laughs> you being see good. a sort of mottled, uh, dark, uh, uh, darkish green um, dome. Everything all right? Yep. We were doing small talk. Oh, Indeed. here you go. Well, well done. done. Sorry, that sounded sarcastic. It's actually genuine. I find small talk really hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, it can be so hard. Mm. When you're a bit tired, I get really weird. It is. Jeffrey makes it weird sometimes as well. Yeah. You still have to give these uh, twigs a bit of a head start on the fire. <laughs> oh, yep. You... Uh, Viv, Viv assemble uh, quickly assembles a the the sort of support structure for the fire and gestures a hand to let you ignite it with a series of fire bolts. Pew pew. <laughs> Very That's quickly, uh, you find yourself with a gently crackling fire. Right, watches. Yes. Yep. Alright. I could take the first one, but I think that it might be um, uh, 
worthwhile actually if I took the one closer to dawn because the rest of you can see better in the dark than I can. Uh, well, actually, not anymore. No, you can no, pretty well sorry. see better than I can these days. You're getting your new eyes. Sorry, still getting used to that. But all right, yeah, I'll, I'll take the first one then. I will uh, take uh, second watch. Right, you are. Um, the and Lady Grace just looks to see if anyone else will volunteer for third, and then says, "I'll take third." Uh, how many are we I'll doing? I'll go on third with you. Like, how are we doing? Because I lost track of how like how long are these watches? How many watches are there? We usually do in threes, don't we? We, we yeah. do, but there's like loads of us, so I figured maybe we'd do more short ones. But true, we can still do. Three. I'll go on the middle um, one then. Ah, with me. Sorry, Corzin, you're on your own. We'll leave you Stormy and Jeffrey. You'll have a lovely time and Marjorie. Oh yeah, Jeffrey's go- oh. Jeffrey's gonna help, of course. <laughs> right. You. Settle in to get some rest. Corzin, you have first watch. Can I ask for a perception check, please? All right, Jeffrey, no wandering off into the bushes for a shit. <laughs> okay. Why you just see Celestia roll There's over a... in her sleep. Don't do it in my bag. Jeffrey's not going to wander off. There is a perfectly good backpack right there. Yeah, his okay, toilet's so... here. He's fine. <laughs> uh, perception check with advantage because visual. Mm, straight because it's night dark okay yeah Fine. you your dark vision gives you like clear vision within 120 feet of you but beyond that natural one but lucky oh. okay that's a 17 okay you are distract like you you kind of like find yourself losing wandering into thoughts for a bit thinking about little cause in and the future when you hear a sort of <laughs> and you see Jeffrey <laughs> fling some shit out of the uh, uh, out of the uh, of the dome <laughs> so, out of spite fair that's you know, very sensible of you Jeffrey it snaps you it kind of brings you back to focus and you keep watch you don't spot anything else uh, in the night there is I guess your first watch takes you almost to dawn, though. Actually, uh, as you uh, actually no, you've got three hours of uh, uh, kind of like yeah. two and a half hours of watch, so you're not quite at dawn yet. Uh, it is still dark when you rouse uh, Viv and Scamp. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Viv uh, takes some sausages out from her bag and pack and starts cooking them on the little fire while keeping a watch. Scamp, can I have a perception check from you, please? <laughs> is Viv also doing one? Viv is also keeping an eye, yes. Because my perception The guard wizard isn't just going to stare at oh, us off the watch. <laughs> I've rolled a 17, though, so hello. that's alright. Look at you go. Okay. You keep an eye out. It is a fairly quiet night the night turns into pre-dawn and as you munch as you, as you well you're offered as you're offered a sausage viv is munching on them uh, you can see it's from the same link uh, chain uh, from the same link of sausages that she's been eating up to you if you want one 
Yeah. <laughs> I was being careful on the, the sausages. You have some. You have some nice. Um, you, you have some solid. Uh, some some quite um, quite juicy, well cooked sausages. The grease is particularly pleasant. Um, the first. The pre-dawn light gives way to dawn. The fir- as the first ray of dawn strikes you. Um, you feel a gentle sort of resonance at your uh, in, in your bag. The same resonance you feel every morning as the power of your bowl, of your magic bowl, is restored. Oh, come on, I just had sausages! <sighs> Alas. I didn't think this through. <laughs> Maybe you, maybe you can make some fattening gravy for them later, or, or, or hmm. have another dip, a meal. We'll have chocolate for lunch today, then yeah. maybe instead of breakfast. <laughs> Dawn comes and passes, and in the morning light, you move to awaken Celestia. Uh, fire, what? Uh, hello. Yep. And oh, no. Bad dreams again? Oh, yep. Yeah. Viv goes to wake and say grace. Thank you, Viv. Take some rest. Of course. Coffee? Please. Alright, hang on. Yes. There's a couple of moments of of seeming grogginess before Lady Grace composes herself, takes a brush, and just takes out some of the knots in her hair. You're better in the morning than I am. Unfortunately, purely the result of experience. <laughs> Had a lot of experience waking up at weird times. Hasn't got easy. Mind you, you're a lot older than me. During my youth, I I had to wake up before dawn and go for run, uh, go for cross country runs. Army training. And duelist. Ah. It was the fashion for duels when I was uh, back in my 70s. Well, really, my 70s through to my mid-hundreds, actually. Ah. It's still in certain places. Tyre was an exciting time. Mm. Sounds interesting. I notice you wear a blade yourself. Yes. <laughs> I don't use it very often, though. Mm. I don't really know why I carry it around, to be honest. No. Well, I suppose if I run out of spells, it's that sort of thing, really. A sidearm is always of use. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do have training with it, as ever. Would you mind if I borrow it, actually, for uh, ten minutes? I usually use a stick for this, but uh, there are some old sword drills I could use to loosen my muscles. I mean, go for it. It's decent. You'll probably appreciate it more than I will these days. Takes a peer out of the sphere for a moment. In fact, make a perception check yourself to count for this and your watch. Uh, Not great. Um, That's a 15 from me. You don't see anything obvious. We appear to be alone, as far as I can tell. I might step outside of the uh, dome. You're welcome... To, follow, to stick a head out, if you wish. It's, there's just not quite enough space in here for me to do this safely. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
wondering about a chat, but it might not be the moment. Oh, don't worry, we can talk while I do this. All right, you're clearly a good duelist. <laughs> she steps up and starts... Well, the first thing she actually does is a series of just calisthenic exercises, just stretching everything before she takes the blade, starts doing some some moulinets with it, so just windmilling it around a bit before then going into a series of slow practice forms. I get awkward and want something to fiddle with, so I do very quiet guitar to myself. Just a little bit, a little tiny bit. So... <laughs> You said you are out of practice with this. Very. <laughs> well, I use it here and there, but it's not my weapon of choice these days. What is? Magic. Do you... Works better. Indeed. I do notice you're very comfortable with that most peculiar guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a story. A long one. <laughs> Another time, perhaps, unless you are in the mood. Another time for that one, I think. Of course. Mm. <laughs> You're very comfortable with that. Thank you. There was a time when I was asked to teach, but... But you didn't? No. Hmm. When was that? When I realised what I needed to do with my life. Oh. No, back in the day, I was part of the dueling circuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, much rushing of blood, much glory, etc., etc. It's all a very young... It's a young woman's game. But... One gets older. One starts to see what's important. Do I look like a baby to you? You look young, but you are clearly capable. I... While some... She kind of spins the blade around a little. Uh, While some degree of respect is automatic... There is a certain amount that is earned by what you do and what your abilities are. And your actions have proven your abilities, regardless of your years. Also, do not forget that when when it comes to it, you are the one who must judge yourself and determine whether you are worthy of respect. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Some of these lessons took me longer to learn than I would like to admit. I feel like that's one of those ones. You know when you know something? Like, you know it in your head, but the rest Mm. of you doesn't always feel it. Sorry, I feel like I'm being very familiar with you. We've not actually met for that long. No, no, it's... I don't... You seemed quite upfront. Thank you. I don't get to speak with a lot of other elves who are not what I would call work. Me neither, actually. Without this getting weird, you're actually the first 
older elf. Uh, I've talked to... I mean, who isn't, you know... A mad bastard who lives on my ship. (laughs) (laughs) I like him, but he's not the person to ask elf things to. He's had a weird life. Of course. Um... You mentioned this on that barge. Yes. Wondered if we might talk about it. Um, she finishes her exercise and hands the blade back to you, held first. Thank you. I obviously just put it in my holster and don't do anything with it. Uh, what's it like getting older? Because I was brought up to be hundreds of years old and I was brought up by people who didn't respect people who live for less time but I still can't actually imagine it of course you were brought up uh, did you say Ariadnea? yeah the two to be precise ah ah under Java that would make sense yes well where I got out it is very much the culture of the Underdark to preserve a certain status quo. And those who might say otherwise would be censured, let us say. Mm. It was also the attitude of Tyre of old. And though... They are wise enough not to speak of it in public, more than a few elves. High elves, Chief Justice to herself. Huh. Didn't know that was still around in high elves. We lost our empire because we didn't learn when to shut up about (laughs) certain ideas. (laughs) Or the folly of them. The drow only haven't lost their empire because, uh... The guns aren't big enough yet. They will. Oh, yeah. The drow will be exterminated if they do not change. They won't. Then let us hope, for the sake of your people, that your idea to convert the Ebon Guard is successful. For if all goes poorly for the Ariadnean Empire... They may be the lost drow. Is it bad that I think that would seem fitting? The ones that the people higher up tried to break? I don't know. But it is what you feel. And... I I do also think that mine will survive because they're already making... making plans... By the looks of things. I don't think all the drow are, though. The drow society is blind. It turned in on itself. And it will be its undoing. Mm. I caution that wishing the non-existence of a people is rarely a good choice. I don't really. 
There are few giants left, and the world is poorer for it. Though they were tyrants in their own way. Struggle to see how the world would be poorer without the drow society. Then let us hope we can break the society. But, but a people are not their society. Culture is not race. True. There are certain values which are encouraged and strengthened down there. However, to answer your original question, <laughs> there have been different approaches. One route is the approach taken down below, to only to stick to your own kind, to not mix with the shorter-lived peoples. Only elves and drow and... Sorry, elves and dwarves and... Well, that would be about it. However... Do you think they're protecting themselves from pain? Yes. Interesting. I've never thought of it like that. I have... had... few true friends in my life. And few of them of similar lifespan. It's hard to be friends with those you have contempt for, but I remember when I was young treasuring those that I had. One after another was lost to me. By treachery or time. Some were betrayed. Some betrayed me. But the hearts of people are constant in their constancy across people, let us say. What does that mean? Some will be fickle, some will be constant. And the shape of the flesh around that heart matters little. You... There's a strange look to her eyes for a moment. I confess... I am envious of you. Why? To have found two such friends at your edge. Were you lonely at my age? She smiles. You don't have to answer, but I realise that's personal. It is. I was raised in loneliness. Perhaps of a different kind to you. With excess with wealth and strangely amidst all of that I had to learn to fend for myself now it sounds exactly the same actually my parents were blind in the manner that elves are they cared for 
their wealth and comfort for trinkets and indulgences. Hmm, maybe a little different then. Yes. I spent so long at home. How long? I was older than you when I left. Really left. Did the tour. Wanted to see the world. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I suppose I'm doing the tour. But <laughs> not in a way that would have been approved of. I doubt. In fact, I know for, for certain that my family would not have approved of my tour. I mixed with <laughs> the lesser races. Ugh. I mixed with the short-lived people. And the long. Grew to new the dwarves of the surface. She gestures. I imagine they are different to the dwarves down below. Or perhaps much the same. It is said that they are creatures of both worlds. I didn't meet a huge amount down below. No. Well, again... The ones I've... I mean... People are people. The ones I've met here are people. Indeed. Dwarven culture is distinct. Hmm. And it plays well into the isolationism that I understand you get down below. Yeah. So it is not surprising that you might only have met dwarves on matters of business. Basically, they were traders. Mm. That's how I knew them. And it's not like I was really allowed to talk to traders that much. Hmm. I appreciate that uh, you're an elf who's older than me and you're not calling me child or... looking at me like I'm not old enough to know who I am or make my own decisions. It's a welcome change. Even people I liked who I met down below were like that. I see much of myself in you. Snap. There's something the same. Also, there's something shit about growing up with this group of people who are older than you and treat you so poorly that they make you old too. Then say you're too young for anything. I dearly wish that your parents had known how to raise you better than mine did. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you seem to have done well for yourself, but I wish you had not had to learn the way I did. 
Does it get better? Yes. Really? You have You have found a path that no one where you are from would have expected of you. You have seen a way to do something important. It is not the way that was prescribed to you. You have risen above that. You're talking about both of us. But it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of the time it feels like that and it feels amazing and it feels like being free and yay and, you know, making the world better. Sometimes I just feel guilty. Do not. Did you? Did you feel guilty? Did you feel like they were looking at you and disapproving and like you should be something else? Like I was a disappointment? Yes. Yes, and I threw contempt on that disappointment. I do I do too every day but it's still there. That's the crazy thing. Does it go away? You had a couple of hundred years on me. Does it go away? Do you get rid of that little voice in the back of your head that's them? I I take A certain comfort in knowing that I've grown beyond what small plans they had for me. And I would like to say that it goes entirely. But if I am to be truthful, I would say that one learns to ignore that voice and one one's own voice grows loud enough that it becomes small. I'm very loud. <laughs> that is certainly true. <laughs> I know that's not what you mean. This is weird. It's like looking in a mirror. Not to reduce no, um, no. your life to me looking at myself. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I know ex- that it's complex, but... Our experiences are different in some ways. My, my family was intensely passive. Hmm. Mine pretended to be, but they were there with puppet strings. Spiderwebs. Yours did not know how to raise you. I suppose they didn't. I haven't really thought of it like that. You know, it's funny. I've thought of them as monstrous and evil and power-hungry and abusive and all those things. I haven't actually thought of them as incompetent. But they were, weren't they? They shouldn't have had children. I'm afraid they were. 
and that. Not everyone is competent. Even competent people are not competent in everything. No, no, they're not. And no matter how driven they were, people make mistakes for passion. There are many who should not have raised children who had them because they wanted them. Hmm. I think we served a function. Carrying on the line and all that shit. Well, your parents still around? She shakes her head, takes a small handkerchief, and unexpectedly dabs one eye a little. I'm sorry. No, no, not about them. Goodness knows. No, they went on to the regent. (laughs) Indeed. Centuries ago. Good riddance. They died as they lived, comfortably, and with little regard to the future. Hmm. I do not speak of them often. It's okay, um, if, if I go too no. far. No, this is... This is good. It is. What what did I say to upset you, then? Uh, A resonance. (laughs) Let us say. I suppose it is the case... Also, I've tried to tell myself that perhaps if I had had competent parents, I might not have set out on this path, but in truth, I do not know. I think that is perhaps just a comfort, I tell myself. I don't necessarily like that. That means you're what they made you. I am what I made myself in spite of them. Fuck yeah. The other narrative is the sort my mother would like. I made you who who you are through traumatising you until you felt like shit. I just, I can't be doing with it. (laughs) No. I confess often I have thought that my experiences, the hardships I've gone through, have made me who I am. That those trials and testings gave me strength, but... In my life I have replaced poor parents with... flawed mentors. Perhaps it is not best to take the advice of the world of some of the world's best fencing masters on how to organize your life. 
they they taught me that that my strength and my skill came from my pain again same thing exactly the same it's weird had I and I think perhaps before it is only now upon reflection here upon reflection I have not in truth thought on these things for many years I began to fear they are wrong why fear? to have I have relied upon my strength a salve for my injuries for more time for long far longer than you have been alive Celestia yes I have nurtured that comfort believed it committed it to my soul I always believe that were I to have a protege one day, that perhaps that should be the means I should use. But now that I see you, I see only in your tale a terrible mirror of the failures that I have lived through. Strong survive isn't actually a good message. I do not know. <clears throat> Forgive me. You don't have I have to. There's no one up. It's just me. You don't have to she checks the sleeping forms for a moment. Hold continues. it all in. It's all right. I'm not I... going to judge you. Do not know that I would have reached where I am without the life I have led. I have comforted myself with the idea that it was all somehow necessary. Believed it was the only path. And yet your own is to see you strike out in such a different way. I wonder if there had been a different route I could have taken. What's what's different? What exactly? She gestures to your hair and your guitar <laughs> and your instruments. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, what made you care? What made you turn oh, from that life? And what brought that spirit out in you? Them. 
supposed to. They help me accountable and ask me all the right painful questions, but also they just love me. And gradually, I told them things, and they didn't leave. I thought they would, but they didn't. Anna. I can't say exactly when it happened. But one day I started caring. Maybe it happened in increments. I remember moments that were important. I remember his son being ill and I remember a tiefling getting beaten up that we had to help and I remember a scamp chasing a little girl off into the forest. I remember all sorts of moments but I don't know if any of them were the one or if it just sort of built and gradually I stopped pushing all the kindness and the guilt and the scary feelings that I didn't want to feel to the back and gradually I let them come forwards and they still loved me. It's baffling. Yes, it is. But you know, it's funny, because um, if you push all the guilt and the pain and all that stuff to the back, you also push the hope to the back. Push the good things away, too. I mean, I suppose there was also Leah. I fell in love in the Underdark. That's why I left. Oh. The Ms. Lero. Oh shit, you know her. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> please, please don't say anything. Um, please. It's a really weird situation. She um, seems very surprised, but... Shit, I didn't think. I shouldn't have told you. Um, I can keep secrets. I, will I know, keep but for her, I shouldn't have told you. Um, it will be as if I do not know. Thank you. Uh, that would be really helpful, actually. Uh, she started it, I would say. She told me that it was good to care. And then these two carried it on. She made me laugh, and that was sort of it. But, um... I really shouldn't have said a name there. I'm sorry. I really forgot that you knew her. Um, she gestures with a hand as if to brush that aside. Michael has no idea. Um, I see. It was. Uh, it was the right thing. <laughs> but they even got me through losing her, and they're still here, and it's mad. I suppose if you don't have a family, finding one is uh, quite something. I don't really know how I'm going to cope with living a lot longer than them, to be honest. Uh, when you said we should talk about it, I didn't want to. But you're right. If everything goes well and I don't die in whatever battle or our mission or any of those things. I will do my happen. best to ensure you do not. Okay. 
I had not your fortune. The friends I made upon my grand tour were false. I'm sorry. Or they did not live long enough for me to know them as as you did. And once I had been scarred, I did not trust my heart so readily. Maybe you should. I think that if I had, I might have lived these last three centuries very differently. I It is a terrifying thing in the midst of your life when it is near half lived to consider such matters. Mm. Or you could look at it like, hmm, look at all that time I've lived. I can do it again. You're not done yet. You don't have to be. It's never too late. And to think I should find such wisdom in one-tenth my age. God, I am a tenth of your age, aren't I? That's so weird. (laughs) I could call you a child if you wish, but... Please don't. Of course. Really hate it. Well, you are one no longer. Thank you. People call you a child when they uh, want to make decisions for you. Or when they want to look down on you. Or, I don't know, feel bigger than you. Hmm. You'd like us to be friends. And that's not how that works. Well, let us say that I am not accustomed to having friends. But I will endeavour not to call you child. You will succeed. She thinks, seems to think for a moment. Nods. Um, I actually asked you what I was going to ask you. Of course. I don't know if you'll have a good answer, but... How do you cope with living longer than people? Grieve. And live. The best life you can. I've grieved before. Loss I am familiar with, and to that I say that it is something you grow around, not overnight, 
And when you need to, you can put it aside, but it has a force of its own and comes back to the surface if you do too much. But over time, you grow around it. I think I'd mostly agree. Harder if it was your fault, though. Yes, it is. Much. Did manage to make one friend down below. That wasn't Lear. My fault. When we talk about the Avangard, I'll tell you. Of course. I don't think today is that day. No. I think today maybe we just... I do not ask... Talk. No, you are right. Let us think what of that another time. It is to do with the Avangard. I will ask it of you another time. I'm curious now. Let us imagine we are successful in suborning them. Imagine in time we would wish them to put lay down their arms. But first there is a water whim. If we were successful, if need be, could you lead them as a figurehead if required? Oof. Like fully, like recoils and fidgets. Fuck. Um. I really hadn't considered that. You trained with them. They are involved with your family. I wouldn't want to force them into anything. I'm not asking you to. It was the word suborning. It put me on edge a bit. Turn, convince. We are us. We would likely. We would be asking them to switch sides. We would. You do not need to answer me today. I'd want the end goal to be freedom. Ultimately, that must be. And I think I think I'd want them to see it properly. How they were treated as something not okay. Probably be a level of deprogramming to do. Could you do that? Or could you oversee that? I don't know. Could you be the one to authorize it, I suppose, to be to be seen supporting such an action? Oh, God. One of their own. I hate Sometimes having morals is awful because it has to be me, doesn't it? 
Unless you have other family members who would fit the role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, absolutely not. They've both been through the training, but no. Unless... Oh, unless we get Adrian on side, but I just doubt that somehow. What does he want? What are his needs? He wants his lovely family to be together. He just wants his mummy to love him. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his family together. Yes. Hmm. Tricky. I've burned him out. Also, that's not going to happen. I don't think it would work. I just... I, pff, stupidly, out of all of them, he's the one that I have hoped for. Someone else... Dissatisfied. Raised incompetently. Yes. I mean, all of us were, but... My sister... Uh... <laughs> if we go there, we'll be talking all night. Um... She just... <laughs> she just loves hurting people. Disappointing. Hmm. Very. We should, uh... We should have a meeting about the Avantgarde. We should talk about it properly. Of course. Not today. This, it is a thing that occurred to me and I would bring it up another time. It will time. give me time to digest that. It's probably good that you brought it up today. Of course. I'll think about it. I, I'm not necessarily answering it, if that's okay. She thinks for a moment. I've had to word something. What is it? You do not require it. But I am proud of you. Thank you. Weirdly, that's, um... First time an older elf has said that to me and I felt something. So... Do excuse me. Of course. I will make some breakfast. Thanks. She turns away to tend to the fire and get pots and pans out to give you a little I think time. I go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what happens. Eventually... You, the watch ends, and you prepare to ride the last 20 miles to Beer Barrel, which we will get to after these no doubt important messages. Beer, 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 tiddly beer. Why don't you visit the historical town of Beer Barrel and see all the sights it has to offer? 
Not only is there a chance to sample some of Sunder's finest breweries, but also like, share, and subscribe to Flintlocks and Fireballs. Check out all the things their Patreon has to offer. There's even a cheese board and the first pints on the house. And welcome back. After Celestia returns from her walk, and you, and you have a brief breakfast, you conjure up your horses, or giant cats, or giant dog. Actually, mm -hmm. um, you haven't figured out at all how to dismiss Kerberos. So Kerberos just was just sleep has been like sleeping either. Uh, just slightly outside the dome this entire fucking night. Mm, yeah. Well, I, if that were the case, I would have definitely given uh, Kerberos the guard. Um, yeah. Kerberos uh, then has been, like, sat outside, just like... <laughs> Aww. <laughs> doesn't... Didn't bark during the night, but upon seeing you, does a really good imitation of a dog pleased uh, to see his master. Excellent. <laughs> Stormy. Yeah. Ruffle his belly. Because that's probably the only part that uh, Corson could reach. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, cat. So we don't have yes. a dog, a cat, a bird, and a monkey with us. <laughs> <laughs> the menagerie grows. <laughs> I wish you'd uh -oh. seen Jason's face when he did that. He was lifting a cup to his mouth and just like the elbows came out to join him with the face. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the rare occasions we do live streams, you get to see what the animal noises look like. <laughs> and they're delightful, invariably. <laughs> Nevertheless, two, f two sore hours of hard riding follow as you bound your way across the countryside. Eventually, slowing a little as you mount the rise and are able to see your destination. From a distance, Beer Barrel appears nothing less than the idyllic colonial, or possibly idyllic, I never should know how to say that, colonial town. Buildings cluster along the thin river that leads to the sea, a hodgepodge of whitewashed timber housing around the edges, and pink-toned brick and plaster near the jetties. Further upstream, a large mill pool supports a water wheel connected to a series of buildings with a high chimney stack. The scent of beer wafts through the air towards you, carried by the morning breeze, and the outer parts of town are dominated by green fields of growing barley and hops. There are even orchards for cider. However, this idyllic view is marred by two elements. First, the walled compound a short distance from the town proper, which has cordoned off a large section of land behind defensible emplacements and commands its own private docks. Second, the scars of recent battle on the land. Many of the green fields have been burned recently and, there are st and are still blackened, although some effort has been made to start clearing them. A number of outlying houses have met a similar face, and you can see that small bands of armed civilians are warily watching the skies. You approach Beer Barrel from the south. The compound is on the north side. You are, but you are free to do as you wish. 
You can head directly to the compound, or you, if you want to investigate things, you are free to do so as well. Maybe we should get an idea of what's happened here. Just ask yeah, a couple of people a few questions. Do, does this battle yeah. spell look like it's um, conventional weapons that have caused it, or something else? Ooh, roll. Ooh, this is an interesting question. Uh, your choice of... I suppose this would be nature, because it's sort of chemistry. Nature? Okay. So, mm-hmm. ooh, it's right, this big compound. Where is the... Uh, the big compound is on the north side of town, a little a little removed from the town of Beer Barrel itself. Okay. But the town itself appears to have been burned on the outskirts. Dirty 20. Okay. Okay, uh... The fire doesn't bear the signature circles of um, of fireballs. Mm-hmm. There's not the deep blast into the ground that you would associate with artillery fire. Uh, instead, as you look, you can see that, there, that the fires are largely forming streaks. They seem to have come outwards from like streaks where they started. Uh, okay. following kind of loose lines um, <clears throat> that stretch usually about uh, close to 60 feet at a time and then burning outwards. With places where the fire hasn't burnt far, you can still see the strong charring in those portions. Okay. Coulson's cool. going to point this out to the others and go, see that? Mm-hmm. Looks like we got ourselves a dragon. Uh. Oh, Lapsang? It is reminiscent of... Them. Yeah, some sort of aerial fire would be your guess. Mm. Yeah, those are strafing lines. Does it, um, does it look recent? Huh. Uh, like, how recent does it look, or is it old? Uh, very recent. Uh, the, it's not happened like, still this morning. recent? Like, no, it's not happened this morning. There's not smoke or anything rising. Uh, and the and some and and some of the burning burnt area and the burnt houses have already been cleared, but you would guess within the last day or two. Mm. Like there's not been there's not been rain for a couple of days, and there's no sign of it having washed of any of this having been washed away at all. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we should have a look round before we go talking to people. Agreed get an idea of the lay of the land and I don't know. nothing too like skulky but just have a little chat with the folks who live here yeah maybe. i don't want to creep around okay people we're, we're, we're just arriving we're meant to be here also it's, it's harder to creep around in daylight these days so you do have yeah. a distinctive outline ah yeah honestly that's why you that. just go for it at this point fuck else are you supposed to do you make a very good point mm. Shall we dismount and head in, or...? Probably best we don't yeah. take Kerberos in there. Um, that might cause a bit of a panic. Also, if anyone attacks, they'll pop like a soap bubble, so, you know. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, how do you put him away? Was there a way? Now, this is uh, a matter of interest, because... Um, oh, dear. <laughs> I've... Well, look. There are a number of different uh, verbal phrases that I can uh, use. I think I've worked out that uh, can instruct him to do certain things. Mm. Um, I think we've just usually told him to go off to one side and stay well, no, there. We, we haven't 
actually, like, every time we've had him out, like, do you remember when we came back to um, uh, to Newmark first? Uh, yep. We got shot at and he popped then. Yeah. And that's the only other time. But in theory, and I'm going to be kind of mixing a little bit of in, uh, in uh, character okay. and out of character knowledge here. Sure. Um, I've been doing some... Uh, uh, some reading about uh, the, the the language. So if we want uh, him uh, to uh, to go away, then there should be a phrase, and I think it's insert what the phrase would be here. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell me in your own words what you think the best command would be for this. Okay. And I'll um, say that you say this in old giant. Celestia yeah, has because... the thought for saying, "Watch out for just telling him to go away, because what if he just keeps running and we never find no, him?" No, no, no. There, there's a separate phrase for that. So, no, no, that that would be uh, go. That's not what we want. What we want <laughs> starts bounding uh... away. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you call for him to come back. He bounds back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, huge impressive imitation of slobber it feels wet but it doesn't leave any actual slobber on your arm yeah. so there's weird. a difference between um, uh, come and go but return okay as you command return the uh, the glyph on Kerberos's um, uh, collar uh, sh- shimmers for a moment and Kerberos collapses into a series of planes of light, Ooh. like Marjorie being dismissed, and pull into the collar and then drop yeah. to the ground. He would have said that in Old Giant, by the way, yeah. because that is a language that he has now. <laughs> I've never thought of come and go as a combination being the word return, and that's really interesting. Huh. Huh. Quite liked that. Anyway, well done. Okay, you've successfully uh, you've successfully unlocked the ability to dismiss Kerberos as a bonus action. <laughs> Excellent. That will be so much more useful. <laughs> uh, he can he if he has been deliberately dismissed, summoning Kerberos is an action and can be done at any time. If Rather broken, than having to wait an hour. Yeah, if broken, he has, it, you, basically a short rest needs to happen before he can resume. Right. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> The similarly, uh, Vivian uh, dismisses the two horse, phantom horses uh, that she and Lady Grace are riding. <laughs> and the five of you... Can I ask a question? Yes. It's a really dumb question. So when Scamp dismisses phantom horses, it, they collapse into chalk dust. Yep. What do these ones do? They What's break the into planes of golden light and then mm. dismiss. They don't leave a residue of chalk the same way a Scamp does. Scamp is achieving the same effect through different means. No, I, I was literally mm. just mechanically curious what it looked like. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, My you, way's better. When you when Vivienne uh, summons them, much like with conjuring the um, the way that she conjures the secure shelter, she uses a series of made metal pins, mm. like arranged in specific positions and carefully calibrated. Mm. However, dismiss- don't need all the fancy stuff. Chalk works just fine. Hmm. For you, perhaps. Some of us have to uh, take the long route around. I do not <laughs> envy you there, I confess. So, onward? Hmm. Yes. Where in Let's town do you want to head Let's go be friendly. 
There's like the sort of area near the docks, with which is more built up. There's obviously a series of breweries. There's a mill pond. There's the burnt there outskirtsy a, bits. Is there an inn? Uh, there are <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, you do see two inns attached to uh, uh, two of the larger breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, and very quickly, because they're not far apart from each other, you're able to get a glimpse of both of them. Uh, there is the bristling boar. <laughs> uh, it's midday. It sounds like there's a the the the, the midday uh, crowd are in getting their you know plowman's lunches and such. Uh, you can hear sort of various uh, loud chatter and uh, 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 and conversation from there. And the other one is the jugged hare attached to the second uh, beer, uh, second brewery, and it's a. Uh, there actually is appears to be less people in there, but uh, the th- but, but the sign is painted up fancier. The uh, paintwork looks a bit fresher. Uh, as you go towards these two main uh, sort of taverns and inns in the centre of town, and it looks like they are both tavern and inn. Uh, you do notice one of the patrolling groups. Uh, kind of look your way and begin to make their way towards you. Because um, you've gone into the centre of town, I'm going to say that you see that uh, they appear to be a group of local citizens with uh, with muskets, about six of them, and at their head, uh, not wielding a musket, but clearly in charge, um, and seems to have been talking to them, is a uh, dark-skinned human woman with braided black hair with blue beads in them, a baggy white shirt and a reddish waistcoat. Um, she uh, walks over and uh, raises a hand. Well, hello there. Hello. hello. Uh, Greetings. I mean you no offence, but... Uh, do you mind Great. if I ask your uh, business uh, here in town? Yes, um, we've got an audience to talk with someone at the compound, but we thought we might stop oh, in and get right, to know the place the, first. With them. <laughs> Bit uh, of lunch. No problem. Uh, listen, you should uh, uh, forgive my manners. Uh, she extends a hand. Uh, Mayor uh, Nieri Sh- uh, uh, Shibani. Oh, lovely to meet you. Uh, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. No, uh, you've uh, caught me in the process of... Uh, Reviewing things from uh, yesterday's attack. Uh, yeah, yesterday. we saw the the fire marks. What happened? <sighs> it's the urchin. Uh, we've. It's been a while since one of their raids has come this far uh, deep into our lands, but they struck the outlying uh, some of the outlying farms yesterday made off with uh, cattle and supplies and we believe some hostages as well. Mm. Uh, unfortunate. We're doing our best to watch the skies, try and maintain vigilance, but uh, it's rare that they strike the same place twice. And that's what... Nevertheless, we should keep our arms about us, keep traveling in pairs until we can uh, make sure things are secure. All right? There's a nod from various people. It's those uh, damn Yemasaw, uh, the uh, Griffin Riders. I think I think we've heard of them before. Mm. Yeah, don't know all about them. They um, 
they come in uh, well they're they're raiders uh they hit a lot of the lands around uh, these parts usually closer to aptek but um yeah no they uh uh they've been a problem for the last for decades now uh, they come in they try and do damage steal things uh, we do our best to fight them off, make sure no one gets uh, seriously injured, but they it's the Griffins. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, it's not exactly... It's not as if uh, Orsiria provides us with uh, squadrons of uh, giant eagles to fight them off with, you know? Hmm. Difficult situation. Indeed. Why do they raid? Uh, well... She leans in close. Between you and me, it's to do, to, for them, the old war never stopped. And there were treaties signed and everything. This hasn't... Once upon a time, this, this land was where they lived, but it's been decades and decades since then. People have lived... I don't think there's anyone short of... I don't know, maybe the old-timers like uh, Barnier, who can still remember well, when it was really disputed. But Is there any reason they're not welcome? Uh, the raiding. Mm, but when did that start? Like, uh, like I said, uh, Barnier and uh, old-timers like that, uh, they're, uh, Barnier is actually uh, manage, uh, helping... Uh, coordinate things up on up at the uh, burn sites best as he can with his lungs but um, mm. they it started a little bit like it's been going on for as long as anyone can remember but uh, it really picked up in the last decade or two mm. uh, this far out we don't usually get it but I know that it's a continuous problem for the homesteads around Eptek and deeper inland hmm yeah. Listen, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I got a town full of people who are just trying to make ends meet, live their lives best they can. And my job is to protect them. I understand that. Uh, We're not for, here to make trouble. Good. Uh, and honestly, part of that, I'm very glad, she gestures to the north of the compound, that we've got the uh, manufactory there. They were able to uh, chime in with uh, some of their own uh, weapons. They got some strong cannon. Uh, not the most efficient thing for, you know, any bird, but at least it uh, scared him off a bit before things got too bad. Do the Orsirians have even a garrison here? Uh, no, we, uh, frankly, apart from the quality of our beer, uh, we ain't that important. Uh, we're the Biggest thing quite important. Well, exactly. I think you don't know. We uh, we make the uh, best uh, best beer in the co- anywhere in between uh, Pohoy and uh, New and Newmark. Well, we shall all we'll have a beer while we're here. Oh, please Thanks. don't. I look forward to putting that to the test. Um, what but, about what about the compound though? How does that relate? Oh, um, well, yeah. they uh, moved into they moved into town about uh, ten years. Uh, 10 12 years back oh, long. Okay. Um, and they have uh, they mostly keep to themselves but when there's trouble like this uh, they send out some of their uh, soldiers to come help uh, they were real helping uh, trying to fight them off 
So they moved in around about the same time the uh, the attacks started picking up again. Oh no, um, probably attacks started, I'd say 10, 20, between 10 to 20 years ago, but like All I'd right. say the volume picked up. Uh, but yeah, I suppose uh, not, not entirely dissimilar times. Did anything change? Uh, well, we got a lot more custom into town. Uh, they're good customers. They buy a lot of our beer. Uh, they bring the uh, hire our wagons for uh, transporting their goods, that sort of thing. Hmm. Been a real boon to the economy. Good. So they've not been a bother? Uh, well, they're uh, real, real keen on uh, private property. Uh, there's been a couple of times when, uh, I mean, it's not happened much. She nods at the walls, which are quite hot, sort of like good 30-foot-high walls. Mm. Um, not really an issue of people climbing over, but there has been times when, you know, look, some of the local uh, teenagers have tried to break in as a dare, and they've had to uh, escort them all out. Um, and, of course, of course the, uh, the eggheads are always fun to have in town. What? Eggheads? Oh, the, uh, these, uh, you know, the, them uh, research tabs. Oh. They got. I think there's. A, they got like a library in there. They've always got scholars coming in and out. Oh, that so they all sense. happen to be bald, or what? oh no, uh, old stereotypes about uh, bald and scholars. Huh. Right, right. Ah, right. Well, sometimes you know. I go bald. Yeah, occasionally. I'm sorry. Uh, I understand there's a cream or a lotion that they're saying you can get for that. <laughs> oh, now. it wears off eventually. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. My grandma went bald when she uh, got to 60 and it just wasn't the same. Oh. Well, sorry to hear that. Oh, she was uh, mighty proud of her locks, so, um, you Of course, she's, uh, you know, <laughs> she's been with some fury for uh, years and years now, so. Hmm. Is this, uh, is this whole town a St. Fury type town? Oh uh, well, uh, it's. Um, we're, I'd say most of types. us are most of us are furious. There's a few region taps around as well, but you know, this is the colonies. It's a uh, it's a different place. Hmm. I'm just curious. Like, you know, we we go to church on Saints' Day, that sort of thing. Mm. No, we've not been in Sunday that long, so asking all the stupid questions. Oh no, no, no! Of course, uh, uh, why well, I haven't seen. Uh, no offense, but I ain't seen a drown sometimes. So it's all right. I don't suppose you'd get a lot out here. No, one or two uh, sometimes uh, for the hunting trips and things like that. But they're always oh, passing through. Yeah. Yeah. But um, most brief of... eye contact with Lady Grace and then look away. <laughs> Lady Grace deliberately doesn't react to any of it, but um, just gives hmm. a small imperceptible nod. Hmm. Um. Uh, but no, you're uh, absolutely uh, welcome. Uh, if you're uh, looking for a bit of uh, privacy and uh, some nice food, I might suggest the jugged hair. If you're uh, more of a drinking, dancing, carousing tap, uh, well, uh, it doesn't really start at the Bristol Bar until sundown, but, uh, you know, they, it's, a, it's a popular sort of place. Mm. Pays to get in early, I'm sure. Mm. Do you have any Achin living here? Uh, we've had uh, one or two... Uh, Things back for a moment. Actually, yeah, yeah, there's a family that uh, came here originally from, uh, what is it called? Inan? Yeah. Uh, Close enough. Imyan. 
Inyan, thank you. Sorry, I, uh, it's not something I think... Uh, I've never been, really, or anything like that. So oh, you should. It's not that- oh, well, I know. We uh, we export a certain amount of our beer there, actually. Mm. Uh, maybe we've had your beer. Maybe. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what's their name? Uh, ah, okay. Uh, Kia Tatone. Yeah. Uh, damn, actually... Uh, yeah, they'd be out in the uh, burn area. Uh, I don't know if their if their hut got hit or not, but they uh, they have the they have a they they work on the uh, they they have their own hops uh, their own plot that they farm for hops out there. Mm. So, uh, hope they made it. Uh, indeed, they're one of my citizens. So, um, we should hey. Uh, yeah, sorry, we've disrupted your day quite oh, enough. Oh, no, 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 no problem. Uh, folks are always welcome as long as they're uh, she gestures up in the sky, not causing trouble. No plans. That's fair way. enough. Well, uh, if you'll excuse me... Uh, nope, have a good day, by all means. She gives you a, nod, a friendly nod and carries on with her patrol. Mm. Strange. <sighs> Can't help but feel if my land had been stolen, uh, I wasn't really allowed to live there anymore. Stealing from there wouldn't really feel like stealing. I mean, they said, they said it was. It's been decades. Decades ain't that long. It's really not. Not. Well, certainly not. She looks at Celestia. Certainly, well, within our lifetimes. Yeah. If there were uh, treaties drawn up, then clearly some uh, people don't feel that whoever drew up those treaties spoke for them. Well, yeah, they're they're by lots of different peoples. They're not one united peoples. They they don't necessarily all speak for each other. No, but I mean, even uh, even back in Jover, there are uh, sometimes where there's border disputes where um, a a decision is made by the uh, whoever happens to be in the government and the people who actually yeah. live there yeah, yeah maybe don't agree don't with get that. a say in it all the decisions made by whoever happens to be in the room I mean look at our treaty yeah some people are going to fucking hate us for that we maybe need to have a chat with some folks here at some point or maybe we're sticking our noses in again I don't know I don't know regardless we'll at a time Do we? Do you intend to try and gather more information at one of these? Uh, do they call them pubs? <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, she's she's lived here for years. <clears throat> at one of these bars, or shall we proceed onwards? Might not be a bad idea, but what? Mind sitting and having a drink in one and just seeing what it feels like. So I think you get a lot from just a bit of a lay of the land, somewhat. All right. Yeah. Not even for that long, but I think you can feel unrest and if people yeah. are happy and if there's something looming. Whereas the mayor might have wanted to sell it as a nice town that does nice beer, which is I'll fair just enough. Order a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, which pub do you? Which bar do you want to go into? Um, I think a dodgy one is my 
Cool. Yeah, I here more there. Yeah, yep. the bristling boar. Okay, it. you head to the bristling boar. The bristling boar, it's not dodgy. It's just not as refined as the jugged terror presents itself. Um, mm. The bristling boar has a painted sign of, surprise, surprise, a bristling dark haired boar with several spears sticking into it and, like, <laughs> clearly still enraged. Um, the structure of the of the inn itself uh, appears to be mostly built as sort of a large kind of singular beer hall uh, with and you can see that there is an upper tier which leads on to rooms and such but most of it is just flat out tables and uh, benches with people drinking or uh, eating lunches uh, t- uh, talking arguing uh, most of the population here that you can see are uh, humans and halflings. There's a certain number of orcs. Uh, you do notice that there are some uh, goblins and a couple of hobgoblins who mostly keep to themselves in one corner, but they are still drinking and, uh, 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 and eating. Um, they, You get looks when you come in, of course, because you are notable people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The goblins and some patrons uh, give you a mixture of confused and dirty looks, uh, Celestia in particular, but then return to their own uh, to their own business. I give them a lot of space. Yeah, you head back up. You head up to the bar, and you can see uh, the barman there is a uh, kind of or is a. Uh, Greyish green skinned orc with uh, thinning hair and a bit of a comb over. Um, and you notice one of his tusks is chipped, uh, the other is more is quite pronounced. He's got quite a strong underbite. He's uh, cleaning a glu- uh, he's cleaning a mug as you come in. Womb to the bristling bar, what can I get you? Ah, uh, beer, please. We hear it's good here. Ah, of course. Half a point of your finest. Light or dark? dark for me. This is a reference to our trip to Belgium, listeners. <laughs> uh, it, was in, it, was in Czech, it was in Prague, actually. When it was we, in Prague, when, when yeah, it was the, in Prague. That. But, yeah. Sorry, we were within Belgium and Prague within about like two days of each other. I'm not just mixing oh, them yeah, up. It was a whirlwind trip around Europe. <laughs> um, yeah, restaurant with a brewery where they asked you what beer you wanted, light or dark. It was amazing. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, dark, please. Right, come right up. Uh... Uh, the two elves, uh, respect to the order. Light. I'll have a light as well. Looks to you, Scamp. Oh, um, milk, please? Okay. I'll get Thank these. you. Pours you a sour glass of uh, goat's milk. Mm. Uh, it's you, but uh, I'm going to say that all together you spend like three coppers. Mm-hmm. Um,. And honestly, you might be being overcharged because you look fancy. <laughs> Give him five. Um, thank you very much. Oh, you're right. Some uh, not a fan uh, folks we got in here then. <laughs> well, thank you. You uh, heading up to the compound? Yeah, yeah, we've got a meeting there. Gives you a nod. No, you. Uh, you ask them if they need any more uh, beer coming in? 
We've always got plenty going. I'll let them know. Hmm. Any big beer drinkers up there? Oh, fair amount. Uh, get a lot of import all sorts of drinks, uh, rum, wine, brandy. Hmm. A lot of cho- a lot of chocolate as well. I'm bringing a lot chocolate? of uh, yeah. What's that nip called? Uh, cacao. Ah, ooh, like like a weird amount of chocolate. Uh, from what I understand, they get it shipped in all town. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Huh. Must be a customer, pretty penny, but uh. Yeah, from what I understand, the uh, their arms dealers are something not my business. Clearly, they got no, they got money to burn. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair if enough. I had lots of money to burn, I'd buy chocolate. <laughs> Do you see a lot of them here? Oh, uh, from time to time. Uh, sometimes we'll see the uh, we'll see you know, the the eggheads coming in. Uh, usually with a couple of the. Couple of the uh, security staff or something, and usually get some of them drinking, but mostly they keep themselves. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So we had a bit of a bad attack the other day. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday. Um, that was. <sighs> he shakes his head. Uh,. It's been, it, they happen from time to time. Um, this must be the fifth in three years that's reached this far. You lose mm-hmm. anyone? Fortunately, as far as I know, it's more, mostly property damage. Uh, but that's that's people's livelihoods. They get them burned out there. Mm. Uh, yeah. I uh, understand uh, we got some folks who are um, trying to gather together the pieces they can. Folks help each other out round about, so hopefully some folks will uh, dip into one another's pockets and see if we can get them some new seed, tide them over. Does the, does the compound ever help? Oh, uh, well, they, uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they've, they've helped, uh, all, th- all five of those attacks that I can think of. Huh. Uh, usually once we get the warning, uh, they'll send some people out, uh, with, uh, those uh, muskets they got in there and uh, if they get close enough they'll uh, fire from on top of those walls um, usually they'll try and spare a bit of labor if they can for um, you know helping things out best they can but otherwise they they always they always help out in the crisis but otherwise they tend to keep to themselves mm. mind so you when they do they... visit they uh, they tip mighty well glad to hear it yeah. Sorry, I uh, interrupted you, though. Uh, I was going to say, so... Mighty fan um, tattoos, by it, the way. Thank you. I, um... Uh, I only got them done recently. Uh, you look real laugh like Yeah, it helps keep an eye out. <laughs> oh, cousin. Oh. Cousin, no. Oh, you're a dad. Such a dad. <laughs> Yes, and as such, I'm allowed to make these jokes. <laughs> I got two myself, and I don't know, I just... There's a certain liberty in being able to make the bad ones. <laughs> it just happens yes, when you have children, you just have this irrepressible urge. You always have them. You just get finally get permission. Yep, <laughs> that's how it is. They've always been there. It's just... It's... <laughs> Remember uh, you were saying about um, being anointed? That, I think that was uh, that was possibly part of it. It's like I, you know, I'm a father now. I can make bad jokes. Yeah, and blow <laughs> the 
the prophecy has been <laughs> has come to fruition. <laughs> uh. Otis, by the way. Otis Otter. Oh, nice Hello. to meet you, Otis. Corson. Nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Very fancy name you got there. Some very fancy equipment. Ain't seen enough of Clad in a long time. Oh. Well. Don't suppose you get many of those yeah. out here, do you? <laughs> bit bulky. Very bulky, honestly. Yeah. I think Worth they uh, make them in uh, Pohoi, but I ain't been to the city in a long time. Oh. Fun. You know, I think the only time I saw one prior to um, uh, to yours was in a marching band, and I felt very, very sorry for that person. Uh, I don't think I'd ever seen one. I'm not confident I've ever seen one other than mine. Where did you get it? Oh, down below, music lessons. Hmm, alright. That's where I got all of them from originally. Most of them. Most of them. I've got to say, um, Matty Curious, where's the sandbox on that guitar? Um, it's really small. <laughs> okay, you keep your secrets. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no worries. Do you like music, then? You seem hmm. to know a lot about music. Hmm, I got an ear for it. Huh. You play anything yourself? Mm, I mostly sing. Never had the uh, time to really dedicate to uh, an instrument. Mm, that's fair enough. I was very lucky. <laughs> Take a lot of time. Takes most of my time uh, keeping the, brew the, the brewery together. Mm. Still sings an instrument. He's, he smiles and nods. That it is. That mm. it is. You can do that. It's enough. Well, you uh, give me a holler if you need anything else. Thank you. Thank you, very we will. Kind. You sit and take in your drinks for a little bit. I kind of want to just like get a feeling for the place. Like, sure. do people feel Inside content check, here? Like, please. what's the atmosphere? Yeah, I can do the same. Of course. It's kind of the no, point. Probably won't be able to see it Ooh. Ooh. It's 23 19. for me. Okay, all three of you are able to get a pretty good read of the room. Um, the conversation, what you can hear of it, is la like it's a variety of topics, but it's mostly on the previous attack. Despite the easy, the comparatively easygoing attitude of the mayor, um, attitudes are sour towards the raiders and consequently towards Achin in general right now people are, there's a lot of talk of damn damn god damn, sorry of regent damn birdies and things like that going on uh, and uh. range people ranging muttering from anywhere from i just feel sorry for the people who's I just feel sorry for the farms that have been burnt, uh, for, uh, for all those poor farmers, and uh, two, I don't know how we're going to make farmers, too. They should all be strung up and have their wings clipped. Not that Jeez. Sheen have wings, but you know, that's... <laughs> so, there's, yeah, attitude is not positive towards towards Sheen, on account of the Raiders, for the most part. Um... Yeah, that's the general feeling of the of the room. Mm. 
funny day to have arrived on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this has got something to do with why they've not been in touch? Maybe. Possibly, but... Although it happened before then, really, didn't it? Yeah, if they've had a few in three years, unless this one's particularly different. Which it might be. Yeah, or, or it could just be a monumental coincidence, but I'm very sceptical of that, those these days. What even are coincidences anymore? Celestia, with your list, with that natural 20s, you pick up a bit of the background conversation. You catch one snippet between a couple of people. One thing I don't understand is we you're sure no one's uh, no one's missing mm, went out there we're searching for my, myself uh, far as I know everyone's accounted for well I swear I saw them take uh, I swear they I saw them snatch some people must have been travelers on the road because uh, far as we know ain't nobody missing from beer barrel I pass this on to everyone quietly Oh dear. Who have they taken? Do you think they snatched yeah. some people from the compound and that's why the people from the town aren't missing them? Um, yeah, it could Possibly. be. Seems likely, doesn't oh, it? Oh, this might be about to get more complicated. Well, that makes right. me wonder, like, what, what were they... From what Ellen said, they weren't allowed to roam particularly freely. No, but she... Did also say that they could sometimes go to the town on days off. I think maybe they'd have a guard with them. Possibly. Yeah, so. which might have not been enough against raiders. So they've nabbed mm. someone from the uh, uh, from the compound then, uh, along with whoever um, whoever was guarding them. Hmm. Maybe. Possibly. Well, they said no bodies, and everyone else was accounted for, so they can't have just killed them. Yeah. No, they can't have done. That wouldn't make any sense. Unless something extra weird is going on. Well, you don't kidnap someone unless there's a um, a benefit to you. The there's a there's a frown uh, as they fit, uh, for a moment from Lady Grace, who adds, "I've heard a bit about Achin raids here and there in the towards the northern colonies." Although a lot of my business doesn't bring me here, I understand that sometimes they will capture hostages for ransom. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. If you were going to ransom someone here, you'd ransom the compound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they certainly have the money. Well, frankly, there's a normal amount of money for a small town in Beer Barrel. So, if you want to big ransom, you're just not going to be able to get one, whereas if you yeah, take well, it from the compound, there's obviously a lot of money there. Hmm. Yeah. Or, Unless... they might they might not want money. Well, they don't use the same currency, do they? You can convert currency. Also, also, the money has can take various forms. If it might be that they want, that they are looking to trade for guns, I was going to say, the Achinian gunsmiths That would have been well. my thought, is, is that, you know, if you were going to kidnap someone and ransom them, then money is one thing, but actual, you know, uh, technological superiority or um, uh, something that is going to give you a long-term edge over your competitors. Yeah. We know they want gunsmiths. 
because they're lacking the people with the knowledge. Or at least the Ajin we have met. And there's no reason to think that these these Ajin have been any luckier getting hold of gunsmiths. Also, if we look at what we did a while back, the Ajin who, uh, who we found a good gunsmith for, and are probably doing a lot better right now, they were the Ajin who were pretty much directly against this clan. Yeah, they were not friends, were they? No. No. So if we've given them guns, they're trying we've to get, started an arms yeah, race. Even the odds, yeah. Uh, possibly. I, had no I mean, it started long before we got here. They were trying to get guns from whoever they could. Yeah, but we might have oh, given yeah. it a little bit of a push. I confess oh, don't get me my... wrong, I don't take complete credit for them having guns, but I mean... We sent a gunsmith their way. That might have sped things along. Mm. Perhaps. I confess I have... My intelligence is sorely lacking where it comes to Achin politics. Mm. This particular clan of Achin, we only really have information on through another clan of Achin who are very much enemies and or rivals with them. I see. So our our information could be quite biased. Uh, It's hard to know. In this, I'm afraid you are more aware than I am. I don't have good sources here. Mm. Well, it, it would be like trying to ask um, someone in Syria what the um, uh, the facts about Sewell was. <laughs> yeah. I see. Now, there seems to be um, a lot of unrest from what the people we met said. Well then, shall we on? Yes. I think yeah. so. This is beer is excellent though. Mm-hmm. It is actually a very good beer. There is a lovely chocolatey note to the stout that you're having, the dark mm. beer. Um, it's got a it's got a good head, not too frothy, um, and it just has a, a and it's and it's it goes down very smoothly with a very with, with like a really nice aftertaste. It's like you go all day on the point mm. of this. Mm. <laughs> they, they, really they have comments. Drink too much of it and you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good beer. I feel like I'm at a meal. <laughs> the best beer you can eat. <laughs> Glass of bread. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I went for the for the white beer. A little lighter. Mm, no, fair yeah, enough. Those are good too. They finish their basically lagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, would it be lagers at this point? Lagers won't. No, pilsners won't be invented until the 1800s. Yeah, it's no, not it, quite it, then. Be, it's just a white ale. Vice beer. Yeah, be just a vice. It'd just be a vice beer. They finish their vice beers then. <laughs> mm, I like the kind of beer. And uh, you make your way out of town, out of the bar, and head up towards the Five Points Manufactory. From the outside, the Five Points Manufactory appears a grim and foreboding place. The entire compound is sealed from the outside world by a massive series of brick walls, slanted slightly outwards for support, with defensible positions along a walkway atop. 
A pair of high guard towers watch over the area, and two small bastions extend outwards to support artillery emplacements. The wall extends a little bit out beyond the shoreline, but you can catch glimpses of what look like stoutly constructed jetties and some large warehouse-like buildings, including some that have the appearance perhaps of dry docks. You do see a small vessel leaving the docks, actually, or preparing to leave the docks. The compound itself covers a wide stretch of land, perhaps a tenth of the size of the town of Beer Barrel itself. There is one entrance by land, a heavily fortified gatehouse with steel-reinforced oak gates which is what you find yourselves walking towards. You can see that there are there is a group of uh, eight guards that you can see uh, behind kind of like waist-high uh, uh, defensive sort of positions. They're kind of... So uh, there is a door that they can open to get out, but their default uh, the default position of the guard in the guardhouse is kind of looking from almost like in a little kiosk if a murderously defended one. Hmm. You can see, in fact, um, Corzin and Celestia both give me a history check. Okay. Actually, maybe uh, maybe Scamp can as well. Ooh. Hello, good dice. Thank you. Um, 25. 19. Mm. Scamp. The structure of this reminds you of the architecture you've seen in Dwarven homes. Um, mm. And a little bit of the structure of golden of, of the Golden Kratz and Guildenstern um, bank you've been to. Celestia, you recognise this as, although overground, the design of it is solidly inspired according to Dwarven defensive engineering principles. There are a number of concealed murder holes, points from which a, def a, a defender can fire, places where you have no doubt sections of the ceiling could be dropped, and a, a and the and it look and you can just make out a position for a portcullis to slam down to prevent provide additional reinforcement to the doors. If it's so very required. much like a drow bastion. Um. Not unlike it, yes. Yeah. There is there's, there's very, this has been designed. This is very much dwarven military engineering. Mm. This place is a damn fortress, but then again, what would you expect for um, gunsmiths? Yeah, look at that. It's a murder hole. And that. And that. I spend, like, while we're walking up, I do literally just point out. Yeah. Like. Celestia points out no less than 14 that she can see. Something. 14 murder holes or traps. Something this uh. well fortified has to have its own fighting force to um, uh, to staff it, otherwise there's just no way to take advantage of all of this. Indeed, yeah, they, I do. Think they you, do. You do see there are black uniformed guards up on the bastions patrolling the walkways. Um, not out in full force. Like, it's, it's a light patrol, but enough to... Perhaps hint a larger force that could be called out. You probably can see total 24 guards, like, from your vantage point approaching, like, looking at the walls, looking at the bastions, looking at the ones that are at the gatehouse. Mm. Would be your guess, like, 
Uh, those you can see and those you would infer being up on the walls right now, out of your immediate sight, because the walls block sight. Mm. As you approach, the guard in the one of the guards in the kiosk uh, raises a hand. You can see that they are equipped with... Actually, because you've seen them before, you recognise not muskets, but rifles. Mm. Um, it's a um, half-orc uh, woman. And she uh, calls out, Hall, uh, please state your business. Genuinely, we have been called here for a... Have we been called here for a meeting or are we just investigating? We have an appointment. Uh, Lady Grace, uh, the gods woman goes, I, I don't believe you do. Lady Grace ste steps forwards. We're here to speak to whoever is in charge. We represent the Resistance and the Bell Founders, and we wish to discuss the delays in our contract. Uh, well, uh, no appointment will be necessary. Your boss does not... Your, your master does not need to make one to see me. Tell them we are here. We'd like to speak to the manager, please. Uh, just a moment, ma'am. Oh, she turns, whispers something. You hear someone hurriedly rush off further into the defences. That was excellent. Well done. Oh, no, I hate walking into a new you. sanctum. This is going to be horrible, isn't it? Nobility may be hollow, but it, uh, but sometimes it does open doors. It does. Yeah. There is a tense 30 second wait before the guards woman hears a response, coughs. <clears throat> the, uh, the commandant will see you directly. Good. There is a pause and you hear the clanking and clonking of several defensive measures being disarmed followed by the uh, a winch as uh, a bar is lifted, another bar is lifted, and then the doors swing inwards, presenting a tunnel with more murder holes leading into the compound. The five of you step in, and once you pass through the gatehouse, you are presented by a starkly different interior to the ominous walls beyond. Something more akin to the university grounds in Alessant than the bleak prison camp you might have been expecting. Much of the grounds are given over to manicured green spaces, cut lawns with aesthetically spaced fruit trees. Some are actually fruiting at right now. You spot an orange tree, thick with green-rinded fruit, not 30 feet away. And below it, a halfling in spectacles, a comfortable shirt and a kilt, is reading a book, balancing it on his knees while he peels an orange with a fruit knife and snacks on it. Apart from the road out of the gatehouse, which heads directly past um, a set of stables towards the warehouse-like buildings near the waterline, most of the paths here are smooth paved flagstones or gravel. 
There is a water feature, a fountain, uh, bubbling away in the centre of the grounds, sculpted to look like a tiered mountain with various cooling pools into which the water flows and then trickles down from, as well as miniature buildings surrounding these pools, carved with a distinctive dwarven architectural style. In fact, there are a lot of dwarves here. Numerous figures walk the grounds in pairs or threes, largely halflings or dwarves with a smattering of humans and orcs in between. You do spot black uniformed soldiers positioned on the walls and near the gatehouse, confirming the rough estimate of numbers you saw before, as well as patrolling near the docks. But most of the people here are in comfortable civilian dress, talking, reading, doing exercise, in some cases fervently arguing. One person is singing while they paint the walls. Uh, you see a, a dwarven woman. Uh, and the uh, interior of the bastion walls has been thoroughly painted by a number of artists. Some sections resemble the countryside outside, others take a more fantastical bent, while one wall is just portraits of various people framed by depicted tree roots. The interior buildings are connected by various paths and seem to loosely fall into three sorts of groups. To the north end, you are entering from the south, an ivy-covered series of long brick buildings that seem to be residences, clustered around and to the north of a communal refectory. Hmm. A clean, stone-facaded set of buildings that appear to be some sort of administrative or scholarly complex, and a set of more spartan brick structures near the docks that appear to be, serve as warehouses and manufactories. There is also a small keep-like structure built into the walls near the gatehouse that seems to serve as the security centre. And if you check the group, I have put a map. I'm seeing it, yes. So you're entering the gatehouse from the south. The security sort of centre is to essentially to your right near the bast uh, near, near the bastion that's extending out with the artillery yeah. yeah no listeners this is a pencil map for us this is a pencil map so, for you i'm afraid so this will probably excited, <laughs> not to be with this episode unless i need to just find to like preempt the like where's the map tweet <laughs> which is like fair enough by the way fair, I, really like, don't, don't, I love your enthusiasm don't think i'm talking down i'm really not <laughs> um so as you enter in, uh, a number of individuals take an interest in you, uh, some of which kind of stop and stare, others of which glance over and then continue with their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I'm so scru- sorry, but is this say cake at the back? Uh, <laughs> it says lake. Cool. Lake. Yes, yeah, there is indeed lake. a small, it's more like a pond, but there is a sort of <laughs> ornamental really... lake or large Are ornamental Are you sure pond. it's not cake? Are you one hundred percent sure? There is the wrong a shape half, to be cake. There is a halfling eating cake next to it, sat in a picnic blanket. <laughs> is it, um, ah, you know when something like so of. says a word that you're like, I can't yeah. imagine possibly what other word this would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's uh, you can see the you can see the the placid, definitely sculptured artificial lake. Uh, well, it's more like a large pond, mm-hmm. uh, which people are sitting besides. Um, the guard uh, on the interior kind of gestures towards the keep-like structure and says, um, <clears throat> uh, Ma'am, uh, to Lady Grace, uh, 
nods to the rest of you. Uh, Commander uh, Terencell will uh, see you in the uh, security center at your leisure. Uh, uh, please uh, do not enter any restricted areas. Uh, you will be told uh, which those are uh, before seeing uh, them. As you, uh, the the guard seems content to like keep an eye on you, but like step back a little. And uh, as you do this, as you do step in, the halfling peeling the fruit uh, sits up from underneath the uh, orange tree, takes a bite, and just wanders over. Uh, so. You can see he's in his early middle ages, uh, middle age, middle ages, your early mm. times, early middle age, uh, <laughs> red-headed, freckled, bespectacled shirt and kilt, kind of uh, tucks the um, fruit knife into his belt. <clears throat> oh, it's nice to see some visitors. Hello. Oh. Hello. Pleased to meet you. Brushes his hair, like, uh, wipes his hand on, uh, on his uh, kilt. Ah. Name's uh, Tolo. Tolo Bundlebarrow. Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet Hi. you. Oh, Hello. Love the house. Thank ah. you. I grew it myself. Oh, nice. Horace. That's a Wendish name, right? That's right. Ah, from uh, Kernon myself. Oh. My wife's from Kernon. Oh, fantastic. Are you uh, part of the new staff then, or are you just visiting? Ah, uh, we're just visiting. I'm just visiting. Ah, right. What about yourself? Oh, I'm... Uh, uh, part of the... Uh, I'm a chemist, part of the research team. Ah, interesting job, that. Ah. Excellent. Now, it's... Uh, obviously, there's a certain amount to do for the... Well, uh, I'll wait until you've seen the uh, Commandant before I start talking about work. Mm, well, that's fair enough. Um, actually, we might have a friend here. I don't suppose you know if you're a toll razor at all, do you? His, he, he, his eyes light up and then fall a little... What is it? Oh, uh, right. Um, you should probably speak to the commandant about that. Go on. He looks at the guard for a moment. Roll a persuasion check. Um, 30? <laughs> it kind of slips out. I'm sorry. Uh, you're supposed to part of the expeditionary group and I can't say anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, like, it's, I don't know what you're cleared to know. That's all right. I wouldn't want to put you in a difficult situation. Thanks. But Did... you do know him, so that's good. Ah, yes, yes. Um, uh, is he all right? Don't... Yeah. Uh, he's uh, sometimes my boss, so uh, I don't know how he is right now. Okay. Uh, and again, I really can't talk about that until you've cleared. Of course you can't. Yeah. Fair enough. Ah. Uh, sorry. Very much the case. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I see you're familiar with your specialty. Note, though. Um, do you know where we're at? Uh, where at? Oh, uh, uh, you mean um, uh, sometimes right? The the like sorry, sometimes says where it uh, like short for Weirgeld. Uh, Possibly, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. H uh, Helga, dwarf uh, lady, silver hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, yes, uh, I, I'm not close to her. Uh, that's more Enya's uh, sort of thing. He thumbs towards, you can see the dwarf painting on the wall at the moment, who looks over hearing her name. Uh, blonde hair, and well, actually, you can tell because of the roots that the hair, uh, the hair and the beard are blonde, but they're uh, dyed red with henna. Mm. Uh, fair skin, blue eyes, and a mixture of wood and amber beard jewelry, uh, and quite loose clothing. Mm. Uh, she it's stops. Bright red if she's dyed blonde hair with henna. Oh yeah, it's bright red. <laughs> she stops her. Henna's like wood stain, so if you have like light hair underneath, it's like bright orange. Oh it's yeah, awesome. She uh, <laughs> po- uh, she pauses her painting and finishes off. So sorry. Somebody call my name. Uh, to- oh, Tolo. We got new people, have we? Uh, they're just visiting. Um, I just they were asking about uh, world. Oh, right. Uh, have they been? Have they been cleared? On their way to see the uh, commandant now. Right. You'll be fine. There. I know they're a little. St- uh, I know that the Commandant is a little strange, but they're a perfectly lovely person. What's strange about them? You'll see. Um, Just don't stare. That's not polite. And uh, just keep on their central eyes. Uh, Focus on their... Just look them... I mean, I suppose any one of them would do. Just look them in the eye. Is there more eyes than usual? More eyes than me? You could... Cause gestures. (laughs) Oh... That is some very nice tattoos there. Um, uh, probably not more eyes than that. Okay. Okay. Uh, certainly. Uh, more not. than the well, um, more uh, well the more than your regular, regular amount for uh, uh, for folks yes. like us. Ah, oh, good to know. Hmm. Honestly, as if I'd stare at anyone for looking weird. It's anyone's any of us would. What die do you use? Um, magic. Oh. Oh, we got we got more mages. Ha! Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just visiting, just visiting. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, fine visit. Ah, well. Um, what did uh, you say your name was? Oh, sorry, uh, Enya Silversmith. I don't actually. It's the family name. I don't actually do uh, silversmithing. I'm an engineer, uh, specialised mm-hmm. in artillery, but I'm also a sculptor and a painter. Lovely. Yeah, no, nice. I I do a lot of work with uh, uh, with uh, well, particularly animal parts, uh, bone, uh, shell, that sort of thing. Ah, cool. Oh, that sounds fun. And if you work nearby? Oh, uh, around the place. The uh, the uh, administrator likes us, uh, and of, of course the head researcher both uh, like us to uh, display our artworks and so on. Uh, you know, there's a, there's uh, the curate. It's got to pass the curation department so that we it doesn't all conflict too much. But mm. you know that's fine. The, we want the, there's a certain standard we want to uphold too. Besides, mm. you know, a lot of people honestly. If it's shite, we don't want to show it. <laughs> oh, no, that makes total sense. Wall over there? Oh yes, uh, yes. Uh, actually, I've some uh, got a partially unfinished piece in the refectory at the moment, ah. uh, near the fountain. But uh, been having a bit of trouble finishing that one. <laughs> Why? Uh, oh, it's a lot to get into, and, and creative block. Absolutely. Mm. Just the worst. I understand. Happens. I assume you're a musician, so... Yes. Ah. (laughs) Barely got a musical bone in my body. Well, I can't draw. That's all right, then. (laughs) (laughs) 
Seems only fair. Ah, <laughs> uh, but, uh, right, uh, sorry, don't let us keep you. I, I'm sure we'll be out here. I'm happy to give you the tour once you've uh, been cleared. Mm-hmm. What, what was the other involved? person's name? Uh, well, as a general rule, the uh, uh, Commandant will want to uh, talk to you directly, uh, ask you some uh, questions under a truth spell, and uh, just to make sure you are who you say you are. Uh, that sort right. of thing, and make sure that you are cleared properly for entry and uh, not likely to cause too many problems, you know, that sort of we thing. We never cause problems. No, no, it's never been known. It's no, just we, never. We've got quite a good thing going. We've got quite a good thing going on here, and we don't really want it spoiled. I can understand that. Has that been a threat recently? It's. I only ask because, as far as I've noticed, we've, we've just come here and been fairly, fairly okay, and you went to that fairly fast. Roll another persuasion check. Thirty-two. <laughs> I love expertise. Well, so good. Leans in. Listen, we're always on the watch. We have to be on the watch for um, our Syrian spies. Ah. In case they find and in case they find out about uh, some of our research or what's. Can't say more until you're. Uh, I can't say more until you're cleared. I understand. Don't worry. Absolutely. Makes sense, though. Certainly. The security guard. The security guard is like waiting significantly by the door to the security I'm so sorry center. but what was the adorable one with the red hair's name I forgot Enya Silversmith no the other one uh, is oh, the uh, one with the red hair didn't the other one have red hair and glasses uh, yeah uh, ginger hair and uh, freckles and glasses oh sorry they, there's dyed red hair and then there's natural red hair yeah sorry yeah. he is Tolo Bundlebarrow Tolo oh. Bundlebarrow which is an amazing name and just sounds like random syllables put together in the best way <laughs> <laughs> cool. It sounds like what you'd call a puppy, like a very oh. round puppy. <laughs> yeah. Do we uh, kind of have a minute while we're waiting? Yes, if yeah. you like. the The security guard is like gently pressuring you to hurry up, but like not forcing you to move. Yeah, just quietly, still too. So they've both been taken in the Atrium raid, haven't they? Hmm. Yeah, Looks sounds like, like it. it. Look at Scamp. How are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. You want to find her? I just, I just wanted to know she was all right. Okay. I don't need to see her or anything. I just, you know, sometimes you just want to know someone's okay. It's not like we were very close or anything. It's just well, we can possibly find that out. Yeah, just. If you decide you want to talk to her or anything, we can always make time. Yeah. And we're here. I don't know. Just I don't feel like I'm the same person I was, so it feels a bit weird, like stepping back into a life that I didn't really want and wasn't really mine. Mm. That makes sense. Maybe she feels the same way. and (sighs) There's been a lot of uh, uh, upheaval in both of your lives, or so it would seem. 
Yeah. Very much so. Well. While this is, um, while this is happening, causing with your passive perception, um, you just notice there's a bit of work going on at the docks that just stands out to you mm. as you notice a ship has just left. There's actually a large number of crates on the dock which are being lifted up by teamsters. It seems that there's just, like, as well as the scholars and guards you've seen, there just appears to be just manual staff, people who just okay. carry things. They don't look like scholars themselves. They're mm. just quite heavily built figures. Um... And you notice stamped on them, on the side of the crates, is cacao. There, oh. are, there are lots of crates of it. Ooh. Is that an abnormal amount of chocolate? Uh, it is a lot of chocolate. Uh, there are, must be sacks and sacks being moved into the warehouses. Do it's not an think... abnormal amount if there's hundreds of people here. Message it mm. to the other two. Do we think that's chocolate? Throwing I'm... it out there. Yeah, no, I was thinking that. I was looking at it going, hmm, I'd is be it surprised. Right I mean, Why? it's not, though, is it? Like, if you're going to you, flower or, you know, something that you use a lot of and you wouldn't be surprised That's to have true. a ton of. That much chocolate is weird. Mm. And this is coming from me. Hmm. I didn't have chocolate for breakfast. How much of this do you say out loud, or is this all through a scamp, or or is this all through message stone? I think it's probably message. Cool. Yeah. Nothing. Then uh, there's a brief moment I where I will message that thought to Lady yeah. Grace. Uh, you cast message to that Lady Grace just just a sort of easy chocolate though kind of thought. Murmurs. She kind of subvocates. Hard to say. Might be worth getting a look. Uh, at which point Tolo goes <clears throat> so uh, I notice you're all standing round in a circle sorry miles away oh mm. that's alright you're like Mindy she she sp- spaces off and thinking about things a lot as well yeah do you just not realise you're doing it and it's been ages and it's really awkward uh, personally Sometimes no we but do it uh, for few hours. of the researchers are like that mm. it's impressive mm. but we do it for hours because we all do it so we all just stand around without noticing staring like, lucky to have friends that also do it you'd get on with the physics department mm. I understand that's what's a physics business Right, that's... Oh, I'm going to leave someone else to explain that. Um, it's science, right? It's science. Yeah, well, oh, I know like about science. Physician. That's a different thing. Ah, oh, you've... Ah, uh, oh, you're a medical... Uh, fun, a medic, fantastic. Uh, you should absolutely meet uh, Dr. Guelph. Oh, and who are they? Ooh. Uh, she is the the local uh, clinician. Uh, she's also a uh, priest and a cleric. Um, Helpful combination. Uh, yes, the, it's, she's the only person who can do magical healing that's not uh, alchemy based. So it's really useful if someone breaks a bone or something. I take it she'll be over in the and he sort of just points over towards the clinic. Uh, indeed, and you see that, uh, like you, uh, you, you, as you kind of gesture towards the administrative complex, Tolo helpfully points out which building is the clinic. Oh yeah, the clinic just there. I'm having a little moment. Has Tolo said what he does? Uh, Tolo has said that he is a chemist. Yeah, he's a chemist. Hasn't gone into more detail. Hmm. Is chemistry fun? 
Oh, uh, I mean, like, absolutely, in a, you know, in a uh, very uh, ephemeral sense. I, I enjoy it. I know it's not for everyone. Mm. Uh, they, they have me working on a lot of applied stuff here, but I have my own, uh, but I also do my own projects and things, like, and we're trying to, it's usually, it's usually like a, I'd say like a four to one mix of applied, uh, applied chemistry and pure theory. Hmm. Do like you get to make things explode? Uh, that's what I spend four fifths of my time on. Um, but <laughs> Oof. Uh, it's researching. Like sometimes it's we're trying to make things explode better. Sometimes, but actually, a lot of the time it's about trying to make things not explode until you need them to. See, mm. that's where I go wrong because a lot of my stuff just explodes when I don't want it to. Just. Magic, oh, not chemistry. This, uh, no, that's the... Ah, right. That makes sense. That, sorry, we have actually only a few uh, wizards here. Uh, unfortunately, we recently lost one. Um, what happened? Yeah. She went missing when she uh, went out to... She, she was on a day trip to uh, to, New, to Newmark to uh, buy a oh, heart. Oh, yeah, She's I heard there was a lot of attacks there. Mm. No. Um, she might have got mixed up in something. Things are kind of ugly there at the moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope she made it out all right. It, she was a good friend of mine, so... Hmm. Uh, anyway, he suppresses that visibly. Uh, any, but yes, no, the, the fire can be an issue. Actually, um, that's uh, one of the things... <laughs> that's uh, one of the things that uh, Eurist, uh worked on uh, with uh, Enya. Uh, ah. <laughs> Actually... Uh, you know what? Uh, once you're cleared, I'll, I can do better than telling you. I can show you. That sounds that fun. That would be amazing. We've got it worked out that would be fantastic. the whole compound. It's great. Amazing. There is a pointed <clears throat> from the guard who is right. like letting you take your time, but clearly... <laughs> What's your name? Sasha. Oh, Sasha. So, that's, um... How long have you been here, then? I have... uh, I've been in this placement for eight years now. Oh, you like it? Is it boring? She's a somewhat um, kind of athletic human woman. Uh, It's... uh, I couldn't comment as to whether I find my... uh, 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 it is well enough as this work goes. Why couldn't you comment? Because I like. She gives you a. She gives you a bit of a look, as in, and I is need it... you to roll an insight check here. Okay. Is it classified information? Is this a I don't want to lose my job look? Nineteen. Um, <laughs> it's a look which can best be described as I'm not going to comment on my job satisfaction. Right outside the door of my boss. Sort of like penny drops, looked at the door. Oh yeah, no, that's that's fair, yeah. Thank you. No, I didn't think. My bad. Thank you for putting up with our nonsense. I know yes. we're not the easiest guests. We've been really annoying. We appreciate you. If I could please convey you to the commandant. Sure. Convey Thank away. <laughs> You make your way into the security offices. Um, the offices are not, you know, 
they're nice. They're pretty spartan, uh, but the materials that they're made of are solid. There's uh, panelled walls uh, over what is presumably solid brick uh, beneath. And you are led into a receiving room, into a sort of a waiting room with some comfortable chairs, uh, where you are left for about 15 seconds uh, in which Sasha heads into another office and then comes back out. Uh, Commander Terence L will, uh, Commander Terence L will see you now. Thank you. She holds open the door and you find yourself entering a an office it is, in many ways resembles any other office uh, there is a desk there are books uh, stationery and such the windows are you know uh, the windows are thin and slitted cut through the defensible brick wall so that they can see to the outside and let some light in though there is actually a warm yellow uh dwarf crystal mounted in this in a polished socket in the ceiling giving light there are no chairs in this office instead behind the office there is what one might uncharitably call a basket it's more like a woven and well-made wicker sort of bowl uh, supported by carved wooden rims and a large number of plush pillars inside upon which is coiled someone they're raised up so they so they they put so their torso in hair, uh, so their torso is over the um, lip of, uh, is over the desk in a comfortable manner, but they rise a little further as they see you. You might call this person a yonti. Mm. There are certainly some similarities: the mottled black and aquamarine scales, the long serpentine tail instead of legs. The scaled humanoid arms with clawed fingertips. But most Yonti are about half their size, and most Yonti have only one head. This creature has three heads, Ooh. spouting from a trio of sinuous necks emerging from their humanoid torso. Each head resembles that of a serpent, the left head being wide and flat with a thick neck in the manner of a python. The right head narrower and more angular with wide eyes and an aquamarine collared neck in the manner of a grass snake or water snake. And the central head flat but hooded like a cobra. Mm. All three heads, unlike most serpents you have ever seen, bear crests of black and royal blue feathers that stretch backwards from their skulls. This person also does not favour the bright colours and loose clothing of other Yomti. Instead, their upper torso wears a white neck scarf, grey waistcoat, and silver-buttoned grey overcoat of a mercenary officer. 
with bandoliers for pistols and a sabre, while their lower half has a sort of split layered skirt of grey and blue cloth that covers the top part of their long coiled tail, while leaving the bottom part open to allow them to slither freely with their scales. Hmm. And to Celestia and Corzin, you see something else. They flicker strangely, as if haloed in a blue-violet light that you can't quite make out. A light that shimmers in their eyes, and especially in the eyes of their central head. Hmm. But different to the way that Scamp is in focus. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. Not the same way as Scamp. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, if anything, a it reminds you very slightly of Reggie. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. And mm. they rise up on their on their comfortable uh, sort of pillow bed, a uh, pillow uh, couch, and incline on three heads. It is a pleasure to meet you says the central head although the last two heads echo the other two heads echo the end of their sentence Hmm. commander terenzal chibalco at your service very nice to meet you too felicia stardust hi i'm scamp lady grace and this is Vivienne. They have nods ahead. We are here to in to speak about the shipment to Newmark, which I believe has been negotiated. Of course. But first I would like to perform certain security checks. You see, he takes one hand, which has, um, just checking my notes here. Yes. He takes one hand, sorry, they take, my apologies, I got that wrong. They use they plural pronouns. Uh, They take one hand and you can see it has mage rings on it. And Mm. flick, flick at them a little. And the grass snake head, eyes, uh, nictitating membranes flicker. They glance at each other as if communicating without words. The grass snake head speaks up. I see that two of you are hidden from sight of magic. I would guess. Yes, uh, I can change that if you require for security. The the grass snake looks at Celestia and at uh, Lady Grace. Mm. Um, I am under a non-detection spell. I do not care to dispel it, as there are some who would who would seek my position. This area is sanctumed. Nevertheless. Uh, it is fair. In any case, knowing that I cannot pierce your divinations, 
I will not question the two of you. Uh, I hope this isn't rude. But can I ask a question of etiquette? Of course. I've never met somebody with three heads before. Do you prefer to be addressed together or separately? Our pronouns are they. Mm-hmm. But are Please they address us as one. Address you as one. We are three minds, but one person. Okay. I didn't okay. want to be missing anyone out. I hope that was an okay question to ask, but... All three heads inclined. I assumed it was something that could have been dismissed, and I didn't want to, so... Thank you for the respect, says the central head. You may, but we are all Terencal. Okay. Thank you, I appreciate it. The viper, uh, so that's the, uh, so actually the central head, uh, the viper head, is going to, sorry, the cobra head even, is going to go, going to tilt, I, in order to be assured of your uh, veracity, I must cast a spell of truth upon this room. I ask you not to resist this spell. Oh, don't worry, I probably couldn't if I tried. But I won't. I'm going to pop my hands behind my back for a second and turn the ring off. Okay. The the central cobra head to Celestian causing you see the eyes flare with a certain power. And you feel much like um and you see and you and you see strands of some sort of spiritual magic blanket the room for a moment before fading. But you can still feel their presence around. It is much like when the ambivalent octopus uh, seem uh, will create the zone of truth. Yeah. You do notice that Terencel does not seem to be directly aware of your spirits. Hmm. Has not acknowledged them. Not necessarily okay. sighted. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I have the rainbow spirit do like a lazy flight in front of them. They do not react. Okay. Addresses to Corzin first. Please tell me all of your name, the names of your entire party. You have already addre- uh, you have already introduced yourself. Yeah. But this is a truth test. Okay. Corzin uh, will say, Corzin Horhais, indicating himself. Celestia Stardust, indicating Celestia. Scamp. Lady Grace. And, uh... Sorry, was it, uh, Vivienne? Vivienne Sancti. Yeah. You speak truth. That was an out-of-character question, sorry. (laughs) I should have clarified. To the best... I ask this to the three of you who I can be sure of. Are you or any members of your party, to the best of your knowledge, or Syrian spies or informants? No. No, I bloody hope not. No. I don't think so. No. No. 
things for a moment. To scan. Please tell me why you have come here. We need guns for a revolution we're trying to do. And something's gone wrong with it. Um, Lady Grace asked us to come along because we're surprisingly competent. Hmm. You do indeed seem to be surprised by that. Daily. <laughs> Hourly. <laughs> what is... Actually, sorry. Please... Uh, please attempt to answer the following question with the, with the answer six. What is two plus two? Uh, Are they asking that to everyone? To everyone. <laughs> I, I... Uh, he, see, sorry, they, the central head is male. I'm <laughs> getting my own pronouns wrong. I apologize. Um, the, um, they, uh, they seem to be disregarding Celestia and Lady Grace, actually because they don't seem confident about their ability to read the truth uh, through your non-detections. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Non-detection does work with truth magic, though, doesn't it? Like Blocks divinations. Oh, so even if I drop the ring, I'm not under a truth spell. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'll leave the ring on then. Yeah. I would know that in yeah, character. I've just got mixed up out of character. Um, so, yeah, just those of you... So, Vivian, four... And I believe Four. you, yeah, I believe you can't deliberately tell a lie if you fail the check. Yeah. Well, um, didn't even make the check. We were. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Which you deliberately to. failed not to. Uh, failed it. Yeah, that I failed to tell a lie. <laughs> um, of Thank you. Do you harbor to the best? Do you or your party harbor? To the best of your knowledge, sorry. Do you or your party harbor, to the best of your knowledge, ill intent towards the residents of this institute? No. No. We have everyone's best wishes at heart. No. No, but feels inconsequential for me. No. Provided everything is... Provided we do not discover anything to cause us to. Lady Grace is looking particularly with forthright that. on that. I'll give you that. Hmm. Well. That will do... <clears throat> well, that will suffice for the moment. I am sure you wish to. You will want to speak to Administrator Runcover. Before you go, they reach under the table and produce a lovely china bowl filled with chocolate, liquid chocolate. The one, the hand wearing the maid rings gestures, and you see it warm and begin to steam. They are, 
I have a ball every day in the manner of the old priests. Would you care for some? I will drink first, so you know it is not poisoned, if you wish. I take a small porcelain cup from a drawer, dip a little in, and sip one sip in each of the three mouths. Mm. Oh. I suppose it'd be rude not to, then. Of course. Get some more little porcelain cups. Get some more little porcelain cups. Causing you dip the chocolate, uh, you dip a little cup into the chocolate. Assuming you're not just picking up the whole bowl, although yeah, it is no, a drinking bowl, uh, so you could dip the cup and um, uh, sip it, swirl it around in his mouth, and then swallow. It's rich, dark chocolate. Tastes freshly Very made. Nice. Very nice. Got a lot of chocolate imported here, don't you? From what we've been hearing in the town, we went for a beer before we came. We do. Wait, sorry, <clears throat> we do. It is. Uh, Popular amongst the uh, people here? Very much so. We do our best to accommodate the requirements and the luxuries of the residents of the Institute. And it seems all of them, well, myself included, are great fans of uh, chocolate. Mm. I personally enjoy it for... uh, the prestige value. Hmm. When you was... said something about the old priests? What's that? <laughs> they chuckle. Of course. Uh, before we continue, allow me to. Sorry. Al- yeah. No. They use their. They use me and I for their own pronouns, but they plural when addressed to them because they are one person but three minds. Um. Just making sure I don't step over my own words here. That's fair. Um, before I continue, I should be proper. Please, by what titles should I address you? You are Lady Grace. Looks to the three of you. Mage. Commodore, I suppose. Commodore Jorge's Mage Sancti. I don't know, Shanty Man? Shanty Man Stardust. Excellent. That was a good title. I'm just Scamp. Uh, pauses for a moment. He seems, seems as if trying to find, uh, to think for a moment. What would be the appropriate... I apologize. I do not know from where you hail. What would be the appropriate form of address? Uh... I don't know, really. Let's say I don't really have a, a from either, so I don't know. Esquire, then. Sure, why not? Scamp Esquire, we will go with. Is there... You have not been called any uh, titles ever? Um... I mean, nothing to repeat in polite conversation. You... No lordship or... Uh, lordship <laughs> or anything like no, that? No. Just scam. 
I'm still just scamp, though. I'm not. True. Orpheus are a scamp. That seems to ge- they genuinely seems to relieve some anxiety being able to have a proper form of address for everyone. Oh. <laughs> no. And you you go by commander, don't you? Commandant. Commandant. Apologies. It is an appropriate title for where I am now. Hmm. Yes, when I was a child many, many years ago, Gredden's, well, sorry, they Gredden, all three mouths did, well over two and a half centuries ago. Even when something still remained of Kalchak, the priests would drink a bowl of chocolate every day. I do that. Hmm. Hmm. I can commend it myself. But... They would not have allowed me to do such when I was as I was then. How so? I was born to little rank. To with not enough of the gods about me. Uh, no, they gesture to themselves. Nothing, not little of these. Two legs, two arms. Ah. Barely fit for sacrifice, they would slur me. But then, so that's rude. I survived, and when their empire fell, I took the secrets from their temples and ascended. Good for you. What empire was that? If if you don't mind me asking. Kalchak. It was where Tertona is now, on the north of West Sunder. Hmm. In its heyday, it lasted a time, but fell, as empires do. When when was this, if that's not too rude to ask? This would have been... I assumed the form I take now. And the wellspring of life it grants. When I was in my sixties, so over two centuries ago. Wow. They would have called me anathema. But... What gods will punish me now? This serpent is buried. 
Yeah, we heard something about that. If the Empire had not collapsed, I would have been banished or worse, but I survived. And I am doing a little work here to pass the time. You seem to have done well for yourself. Good on you. Have you been, have you been here long? This, for as long as this institute has been here, I... How long is that, if you don't mind me asking? A dozen years. Hmm. It is useful. The training, in particular. They wiggle the mage rings. Hmm. I require more skills before I go to see what can be done about the descendants of my people. That makes sense. Hmm. They pick up the bowl and drink the chocolate and sip a draught to each mouth. Thank you for sharing Do you want some of mine? I've got some too. I didn't have any for breakfast today. They, their their forked tongues sort of lick the sort of kind of snake lips essentially that they have greedily. Mm -hmm. If you are offering them, yes, of course. Sure, that seems polite. You're our, our host. Um, where is it gone? Celestia, don't look. You, I can't see where I hide it. I'm looking away. Genuinely do. <laughs> Most grateful officer scamp. Here, and I make a bowl of chocolate. Chocolate just bubbles up in your bowl? It is a pleasure to see such artifacts. We have a handful ourselves. Ah, oh, I must ask one thing of you. Mm -hmm. I ask you to swear honestly that you will not betray the secrets of what is here to the Orsirians or anyone outside this resistance you are part of. That seems fair. I don't have a problem with that. I require okay. you to explicitly say that you agree. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. Good. There's a defocusing from the central head, and you feel these. You feel the spirit like magic retreat. <laughs> well then, let us grant you welcome. Thank you. You've been very kind. You are free to traverse the grounds. Please, if you encounter a door 
or area marked restricted, do not enter without the permission of those inside or in charge. The scientists conduct a number of delicate experiments which should not be disturbed without their oversight. Mm-hmm. Understood. Thank you for the welcome. Thank you for the chocolate. You will need to address most of those to Administrator Runcarver in the sen- in the administrative center. But I am more than pleased to answer security-related questions. Okay. Well, we did wonder about the attack that happened the other day. Ah, yes. I am sure the administrator will have her own words on this, but I do apologize for the delays in shipping. We are needing to... for the delay? It is. Certain key members of staff have regrettably disappeared from under my watch before they could return to the compound. Mm. We are investigating a method of... Wait. You. They point to, to Vivienne. Mage Sancti. Are you capable of using a scrying apparatus? I am afraid it is not one of my specialties. Uh, I can scry. That could be very useful. <sighs> Allow me to be somewhat frank. We require... We would... I would appreciate your assistance, but you must talk to the administrator for the details. Our diviner is not accessible to us. We do have access still to his scrying mirror and uh, apparatus. I've actually, I've I've got my own, so... Ah, a portable one. Yes. Good. It would be much easier for us to arrange recovery Hmm. if we were able to acquire a precise location. Hmm. To avoid tripping over the uh, toes of my nominal superior. I must ask you to gather further information from the administrator. Uh, could, could you take us to them, possibly? Of course. I would be happy to lead the way. There's one question I would like to pose to you if uh, you're able to answer. Do you have reason to believe that the Achin here are targeting your people specifically? Ah. They think for a moment. In truth, I suspect not. Rather, it is perhaps possible, if they identified them as coming from the compound, as being of value as hostages and I see you have 
worked some estimate of what has happened already. But they were returning and thus less secure than normal. Hmm. It may be that they chose to stage their raid to kidnap them as they were in the more exposed state, or perhaps that they simply uh, saw a target of opportunity. The uh, the Achin Griffon Riders are in a state of... Uh, what is the Tyrian word? That was actually nice to be. What is the Ferocian word? The Guerrilla Warfare. They have raid often, sometimes deep strikes for valuables, uh, but mostly, I think, to cause devastation. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. We provide assistance to the townsfolk when the raids come close, but we mo- but we need the staff complement we have here to defend this uh, institute in case of assault should we be discovered. Hmm. Discovered by who? Yeah, who are you worried about? We are worried that the Osirian army will discover we are we- manufacturing weapons for you. Ah. Oh. Reasonable, but um, you well, seem pretty well entrenched here. Was that a lie? Can I... Roll an insight check. Uh, 18. As far as you can tell, they seem forthright about that. It might be that there are other things they're worried about, but they seem to be worried about that. Okay. But right. allow me to convey. Ah, uh, I do have some preparations to make you here. I could uh, have. I believe there are. Two of these scholars waiting around outside. I might ask them to guide you to the administrator. Yeah, that's fine with us. Of course. Like meeting new people. They incline their heads. Officer Scamp, I thank you for the chocolate. It's alright. Thank you for sharing yours. If you require more, Head to the refectory. Excellent. Thank you. I'm sure you know what you've offered, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way out, the Commandant returning to their work. Uh, and just outside, you do see the uh, the two um, the two scholars, uh, researchers, that were there before. Um Tolo and Enya. They glance to Sasha, um, the uh, the soldier who gives them a nod. Oh, very glad to hear you've been cleared. Hmm. Yes. Uh, 
Right. Uh, do you want the tour? Oh, pardon me. Do you want the tour or? That would be very nice. Wouldn't yeah. We're on our way to the administrator, but if you could give us a little rundown on the way there, that'd be lovely. Well, uh, Enyego uh, uh, smiles. Well, I'd be more than happy to show you around. Ah, and I need to talk to you about uh, the anti-fire measures as well. There's so much to see. We'll give you, we'll take you the long way around to the administra- administrator. Um, I know. Well, well, let, you know what? First stop first. Uh, why don't we, Taylor Jemson, get you something to eat? Let's yeah. head straight to the refectory. Mm. Um, we can see that mural. Indeed, you can. Yeah, show us. And as they take you round to the refectory, I'm actually going to start with you being shown with, with you being given the tour of the base next time, as uh, we're reaching the end of the time we can record for today. One thing I would like to note is. I have now managed to finally get around to introducing two Patreon elements. Woo! Hey! <laughs> hey, excellent. A tinker and sculptor uh, specialize uh, specializing in sculpting body parts, uh, and uh, Commander uh, Terence Hall, who has been who is the second ever Patreon request. I've actually forgotten the precise nature of what was requested. I've been sitting on them since episode one hundred and four. <laughs> waiting to bring them in but you did but, but we just ended up not coming here yeah it was Brilliant. all our fault jason thought we were going to go here ages yep. ago and we did <laughs> <laughs> next time <laughs> next time we'll be introducing two more patreon elements that have been set on the back burner for ages we'll hope for that <laughs> oh yeah five point patreon shipping manufacturers yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> indeed as but that is for next time as you are given your tour around the institute for now thank you very much for playing thank you very much for listening and farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs Fair Seas and Natural Twenties It's rare I ever meet an elf that looks at me and sees myself that doesn't feel indifference to one raised by incompetence. So, gather muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.